everyone, and welcome to the one one. I'm BJ Ryan, episode one hundred and six, proudly sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. And introducing the tip stalker, leading tipster for the calendar year two thousand twenty one. It's one and only Perth racing guru Terry Layton. Hello, Terry. Hello, BJ. What a what an introduction. The calendar year. The calendar year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Not sure about that, but. There you go. There's still a few weeks to go. Still a few weeks to go. Exactly yeah. right. Try and um, try and finish with a bang. It's been a boring year to be a WA tipster. I still I still think it has been. <laughs> I just don't. Well, there isn't any value anymore. I, I just feel like we're all, I don't know, we're all just we coming to, and tipping a lot of favourites. But We might have to move to Hong Kong like uh, Pistol Pete. Pistol, yeah. I tell you what, you get a set from Pistol and you ask him what he likes and if he's got something below 10 to 1, it's a, uh, it's a shock. So um, yeah, no, it'd be nice to uh, to find some value, but that could be your next uh, next port of call. No, kind of. No, no, no. It took me ten years to know what I was doing in WA. I reckon. So I reckon trying to learn another jurisdiction, I'd be fifty by the time I was ready to go. And by that stage, my brain wouldn't work at all. It's already on <laughs> about sixty percent capacity. Yeah, well, my brain's shot at uh, at forty, mate. So mm. um, yeah, listen, the Masters is over for two thousand twenty-one. Three Saturdays, three Group Ones. What's your general feeling, observations about the uh, about the series, about how it's how it's uh, positioned, what we can do better, what worked, what didn't? Have you got any anything you want to get off your chest? Uh, no, not really. It was a bit of a I guess with Western Empire starting so short and the Kingston team obviously didn't end up winning, but with Western Empire starting so short, it was a bit of a. Uh the Kingston Town Day lost a bit of its maybe a bit of its pizzazz in that sense, but it, it obviously turned out to be a great race with a lot of um, with a fairly unexpected twist, dramatic, um, which I'm sure we'll touch mm-hmm. on in a second. But um, no, I mean, I, there's nothing we could have done about this. But I think the lack of Eastern States added a bit of uh, took away a bit of intrigue. It's always nice to see those, especially in the winter bottom. I guess at wait for age level, um, it's always nice to have that little bit of a uh, uh, point of difference runners, which we don't really get at any other other time of the year in WA. Yeah, we don't really get any runners coming focusing on a WA derby in the middle of the year. I'm not, or... I'm not huge on Eastern States participation, but I must admit, not seeing like just one or two yep. blue, good old and blue runners, just not seeing a Chris Waller trained horse, not seeing just, just you're right, you don't need a like a wave of them, just just a few and then, you know, and that brings the the, the, the big jockeys, the, the top jockeys from the East Coast over with them as well. I think that... Yeah, I think I might have underestimated exactly what how that can how that can I guess lift a program. Mm, 100%. But I, th- I think everything should be on the table at this stage. I think the Masters has got to a got to a position where it's kind of entrenched, but it just needs needs a lift, needs needs um, some spice added to it somewhere, um, just to jazz things up a bit. I think Perth You're Racing. You're a believer of railway and Winterbottom same day. I think so. I, I I know the argument is what are you going to do with the the middle day, but as Brennan, um, we've got a pre-recorded chat with Brennan Fins, yep. uh, which will be coming up shortly. As Brennan said, the railway that day was the best for owners-wise, yep. and on course. I mean, we know how busy it was. Are you going to get extra people on course? What's it going to add? Having I'm just being devil's advocate here. I love the idea of them all being on the same day, by the yep. way. But my devil's advocate thing is, well, you're getting another big day, another Group One days racing. Having them both on the same day, are you getting much more out of that? Oh, yeah, I think I think I think maybe it's not even the fact that the winter bottom's on the second day. Maybe it's everything that's wrapped around the winter bottom on that day is the is the just doesn't elevate the mm-hmm. the, the okay, series. Yeah. So 
I think a I think we one thing I noticed was the amount of scratchings that we had across all three days and the amount of times connections opted for lower graded races midweek in preference to racing on railway day or on you know Winterbottom or Kingston Town Day. How can we encourage owners and trainers to commit to racing those three days? Mm-hmm. Uh, it needs to be like a big thing. Oh, I've got to run a railway day, like you know, regardless of what it is, whether that's a prize money thing. The the prestige of of having a runner on that day needs to outweigh you know going going to get an easy kill midweek or something like that. So I think that's something to be factored in. I, I believe we we lacked a bit of which is obviously COVID related, we lacked a bit of the personalities, whether it's trying to get a James McDonald across. Like, could you imagine if James McDonald came across mm. on Winterbottom? Well, we can't. Winterbottom that, yeah, we obviously but, can't. But moment. moving yeah. forward, I think we need to target jockeys uh, to come across on, on our big days. Yep. Uh, there's a, I, I, Al Gawley used to do that really well. Obviously, the carnival's not as big there as the Million Dollar Aces, yeah. but they used to do that really well yeah. by getting a couple of... Um, then, then back in the day, Brad Rawilla used yeah. to come, Craig Neal used to come. Not necessarily, yeah. you know, it was really, yeah. There just needs to be a point of difference on that middle day to, to change things up. Not, not necessarily even the mm-hmm. on-course experience, but just to add a different... Because it's just a bit of rinse and repeat, really, for, for mine. And I was on course all three days. I was on course for the features uh, last... Uh, sad day up in the the vantage watching things from there which was great but yeah it's um it just it, it felt like it just petered out a little bit and i think it perhaps got saved a, a bob, t- pe- bob petered out a little <laughs> bit <do you> <laughs> pardon, the, pardon the pun uh petered out a little bit and um i think it was kind of salvaged a little bit by the dramatic nature of the uh kingston town classic upset mm. so but yeah I, I, if i was um, a decision maker at railroad and perth racing i'd be I'd be talking to participants. I'd be coming out with a, a plan or a model to really try and lift the Master Series next year. Some something different, whether it's prize money, whether it's new races, whether it's different sort of bonus schemes, whatever it is, it's just try and elevate WA racing so um, it really it really can um, you know that make its uh, presence felt on the national calendar. But let's get cracking on this Kingston Town Classic race review, Terry. Mm. So last week's podcast we outlined the way that Western Power could possibly Empire. get... Uh, Western Power, what did I say? Western Power, you, Western you Empire. Them. <laughs> that's because there's no, there's no air con. powers combined, <laughs> I am Bob Peters. Yes, that's right. Uh, Western Empire, we spoke about the only way that Western Empire was really going to get beaten is if uh, Pikey opted to roll the dice, go forward, get caught three wide, no cover, and uh, sort of run his race in the early and middle stages. And um, bizarrely or oddly, that's... What, that's how it unfolded. What are your thoughts, Terry? I was, yeah, I, I was. Because you said on I Twitter that you had offended. lots, you had I, lots of I had a lot. I had a lot of thoughts. Yeah, I was. I always felt offended by what I saw. It was just, yeah, it was. It was mindless. I mean, I'm. It was. Yeah, I've, we're on here talking Pikey up most weeks and about his rides and thought processes and. But um, yeah, it was. It was just bizarre. It was just absolutely bizarre. Like if you've if you've got anyone talking to you pre-race, I know they always say I'll let them figure it out themselves, but you're jumping from a wide gate and a horse that's $1.20 because it's capable of sitting last and circling him from the thousand. And the only way, and it only got beaten in the last couple of strides, was sitting deep the trip first time at Wait for Age. Um, and they're saying it's pulled up sore and everything. That's that's fine. Probably had to have that issue as well. Probably sit Steve, it's not sore and maybe can hold. I don't know. I don't know whether they add that in I afterwards. Don't, I don't think the bumper cars thing might have. Might have no, the bumper cars <laughs> thing. No, but that was tremendous riding from Chris Parnham. Exactly. And like I felt a sense, I felt very weird because I didn't. I mean, I think some people said, oh, "Did you back Western Empire?" Which I was, I was a bit upset. But of course, I didn't back Western Empire. Mm. I was nowhere near it at that price. Um, 
but I also how do how do I price Regal Power nine dollars and not back it at twenty seven? Mm. What a peanut, Terry. Um, grow up, Terry. but grow up, Terry. Exactly right. Um, some of those prices are late for a while, but that's what's going to happen with the dollar twenty pop yeah. taking up eighty percent of the market. Um, but yeah, I, I just just I don't know. I felt also felt a weird sense of satisfaction about I spent a long time on that speed map because I'm thinking how can I get this beat and this is probably silly. I thought, well, if he tries to find a spot, there isn't one there. There is not a spot there. You've got the two obvious distinct racings. You've got Search and Rocks and Dance Music. Then you've got Kiss and All Four Cheeks, who's a very similar beginner to Western Empire. There is not a spot there unless Chris Parnham pops across to the rail and lets Pikey in one off. And I didn't think Chris Parnham would want to do that knowing he's handing the race away. And it's exactly how it eventuated. But I thought somebody almost would have looked at the map and said to Pikey or, or – I don't know. It's just there's a big chance you're not getting in. If yeah. You try by, there's a big chance you're probably even money to get in if you do that. And he still tried to do it. And and it was almost a carbon copy for Real Danger earlier in the day. And Real Danger by that stage of the day, we were like, shit, it's playing off pace almost here. Like it's good to have cover to try and find a spot in a race that had seven horses that all wanted to be between. Like Brad Parnham didn't really want to lead and stay safe, and we said that nothing really wanted to lead that race. So to try and find a spot from sort of third to seventh in a race where there was five, six, seven horses drawn underneath you that all wanted those spots, it's just like it just that that really frustrated me. Like, what's the, there's no thought process. Just have you need an advisor. You need someone talking to you about this type of stuff. And I fair enough, you got to make your own decisions in the saddle, blah blah blah. But I think you got to have some idea going into a race of how it's going to shape or how it's going to look to some degree. And yeah, I don't know. I I, I found myself really annoyed. I don't know why. I I just I just. I just couldn't believe it. I sit down and do the race for a couple of hours. I'm I'm just punting in it. I'm not I'm not riding in a million dollar race or in a hundred fifty thousand dollar race. But I don't know. I, I just I'm probably more offended than I should be. I don't know why. It was just uh, yeah, tremendous stuff though. Tremendous uh, tremendous for the neutral, I guess. That didn't. Um, yeah, not for the big data punters or whoever was hopping in at the dollar twenty late on Betfair. But um, two things yeah. in the lead up to the Kings of Town, I went back and watched the WA Derby again from this year. Mm-hmm. Now it was almost a carbon copy of the Kingston Town. I think he jumped from nine or ten, and Pikey came across very sharply to try and get in one off. Now Reliable Star was one off at the time, and he was able to push come across with force and push reliable star to the fence and then he got in one off and uh and ended up rolling into the race and winning from there i can the only thing that i can possibly think of is that pikey didn't catch nerf bosk inside kiss on all four cheeks and he's from his angle seen an opportunity where he could come across and push kiss on all four cheeks to the fence yeah and even then chris parnham's i reckon yeah exactly but maybe he thought he could catch him you're not pushing across an uh an inexperienced apprentice you're trying to push across your biggest just trying to to get into the mind of pike right so either or he saw a spot that was there momentarily and um but just just over you know, maybe maybe over exaggerated. I don't think that because he was going for that before he had a chance to sum that up. He wanted to go forward. I think he just really because West Empire does have tactical speed, which is great. It's an asset. A lot of the past great railway champions he, like Elite Bell and he came out. He took two had. strides and then he went push. Yeah. So in, instead of coming, I think he out, just didn't want to not use something that he had. But I think you were better. Obviously, you, you were far better off leaving it the tactical speed in the shed. So my my point is, when you've got a horse who, as the market suggests, has such a significant margin of error in terms of and the the i guess the 
you know, if they ran in lanes, they would have thought that Western Empire would have won, you know, the market would suggest that it wins by four or five lengths, right? So if you've got that up your sleeve and you know that he's still learning, you know that he can get fierce, I think he races in a, you know, pulling bit, uh, that he all the, the only way he's going to get beat is if you run the risk of not finding cover and then you not find cover. It just, it's, I'm sort of bamboozled by the whole thing, really. So... A bit like Shane Wall in 1993, Mike Gatting, wasn't it? <laughs> it was just like, but it, it just suited. Just look, look back at the pitch and tilt there. Yeah, what are you meant to do about that? It suited William Pike's style of riding just to, just to come out cold, put him to sleep. But same as real world danger is probably not going to be discussed as much. But yeah. just that's the one that obviously I was financially involved in. And yeah. I went again when it started playing in that particular manner. And again, who, who out, actually, who outrated him in both races? Paddy Carberry, mm. just patient. Yeah, just patient in, in both in both races. So I mean, I know we're going, we're harping on, but this is a big story because this mm. was just this was. We just, give him a lot of, uh, we give Pikey a lot of pump, up, pump ups on this show. He's hundred percent. We love him. We love him. We love him. Uh, we just just got to discuss. Um, yeah, as you said, a very big talking is, point the, in a group one. This race. is one of the biggest stories of the WA racing calendar, mm. like the and and the just the way that the race unfolded. He's just. He's just still a big baby, I think, Western Empire. And when he – it just goes to show what cover can mean to some of these horses. Do you know what I mean? Like they never let on Winks. Do you know what I mean? Like every time Winks went around, they rode it a certain way and that suited her and maximised her talents and that's what – you know you know what I'm saying? So these – regardless of how, how good you are, you need to be ridden a certain way to, 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 to maximise your, your – your, your you assets. and I need to, as we're doing the form, be more. We're oh, we should tip this. This is the best horse is likely to win. Mid- Midnight Blue is one that sticks in my mind. It's always going to probably end up back last there, right? And and we've both this still tipped it. Up. We're both yeah. When Marachina, yeah, it's but made me think we're. I don't think we're at times, and speed maps are probably my biggest thing when it comes to punting, I reckon. Like I really analyse the map deeply and I analyse all the different layers of the map and I think there's been times recently it's just like, oh, that should win. Hey, don't worry about the map. Or that should win. Yeah, don't worry that, about but, the map. But, That's been happening and, and things going around too short and it's like, well, there is room for error here which you're not allowing for in your pricing of that race. But how many times would Pikey ride West, Western Empire like that? Do you know what I mean? That's I tried a, to do it a few times. I reckon, yeah. I, I saw, it, I saw it. I, I really saw it happening. I really saw it happening. I yeah. just, I wasn't sure if he had the the gun. Just to say, I'm not going to use the hubris. Speed anyway. Hubris. But yeah, just quickly, Kingston Town Day. We have to again, Regal Power back to his brilliant yeah. best. He's won a railway. He's won an All Star Mile. He's now won a Kingston Town Classic. He was almost on the scrap heap. West um, Regal Power. He had illness. He had lots of issues that have impacted his last. You know, season or two of racing, and for Bob and Team Williams to get him back, and Paddy Carberry, he just sort of, you know, made all the right moves. They Williams and Peters swept the three big Group Ones, and um, they cleaned up and deservedly so. Simon A. Miller, quick shout out: the planets aligned for him. He uh, had a, did. had a three race feature treble with. Uh, Lewa Valarode and Angelic Mister, congratulations, Simon. All from near last as well. Yeah, so yeah, all from near last. It was a wild tactical day on Saturday, yeah, and, and, and it shows up in the sectional yeah. times as well. There was lots of slow speed, and then all of a sudden, Concord Zone goes six to eight lengths above benchmark in the staying race, which was just completely, you know, uncharacteristic. So, it, it, the one of the best performances of the day was the two-year-old rev it up. Tiago mm-hmm. just jumped in the end. I thought I'd say, no, here we go. This is the first of a lot of leaders winning for the day, and yeah. that's not what it was at all. What was um what was the top tote price from um Regal Power? 
BJ. Yeah, I'll, I'll. Do you have that? I'm getting it now. You're okay. Yeah. Um, but I just it'll probably mean uh, we're giving it a bet for a shout out. A hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. As I said, I uh, it was uh, top tote was eleven dollars thirty for Regal Power. Um, as I said, I, I marked the race, and if we're sitting here and throwing out so say that again what was top what was top 11 30 if we're throwing out it was 27 dollars just so i have 27 dollars bet fair pay if we're throwing out our maddies um for regal power uh for the card and regal power is over 20 to 1 you reckon either of us don't have that as our mm. maddie like I, as i said i I've, I've done that extensive write-up i've priced it all and, and on the prices at the time notorious one who i think had an issue in the run. Um, it was the one who it's stiff. Few of them had an issue. Vane Tempest not jumping and getting to the front in a race they've walked. I reckon it would have won that race too. Um, that's a little winch. That's out of the way. Um, you didn't but get that, you didn't get that map right. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, what happened there? Pride yourself on your map. They, 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 they told Holly to just n- nurse it to the front. And yeah, geez, I thought the saddle slipped. It looked very, looked very odd. Anyway, we'll probably have to lose money on Vane Tempest again next start, which is the good part. But anyway, yeah. Regal Power eleven dollars thirty, twenty seven dollars Betfair SP. I mean, yeah, that's that's why we do markets. Is is you price something nine bucks, it's twenty seven. Even with room for wiggle room, and you might have been a little bit short, and you should have been twelve, thirteen, fourteen. It's still yeah. a bet at twenty seven, but I wasn't that smart, unfortunately. BJ. Mm. Uh, just before we leave that race, what do you think of Kissing All Four Cheeks? I thought she was stiff. Very stiff, yeah. yeah, very stiff. Um, yeah, arguably should have won, should have made it back to back. Kingston Towns just about for, for Chris Parnham. Um, yeah, protest was third versus second, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I could almost see that being upheld as well. I, I thought there was probably a bit a bit of over aggression in trying to get in, yeah, I think to some degree. Chris so, I, a, I wouldn't have been against that being upheld. Chris was just a bit of a victim because. Trap for Fools was outside leader. Search and Rocks was following Trap for Fools, and and Kissing All Four Cheeks was following Search and Rocks. And the three wide line formed with Western Empire, Notorious One, and Regal Power. And mm-hmm. he just had to wait, and he tried to squeeze up a couple of times. The run wasn't quite there. Eventually, got out. So she's virtually lacking momentum. Had to quicken uh, from you know a standing start almost um, virtually, and and to get within what you get three quarters of length of the winner was yeah. massive. And she's. She's a top class mare, and speaking to Dan, she out now? she's out now. Speaking to Dan Morton, we could be seeing her in big races in uh, Melbourne and Sydney during the uh, during the autumn. What price does Regal Power go around in the whatever it's called these days? The Cox Van Heemst. The Cox Stakes, CB Cox Stakes, yes. Regal Power, dollar forty. I think what, six horse field. Do you think? I uh, well, I can only presume Neville Parnham scratch platoon and nerf box this weekend. Then Lang on, we've got to probably run for second for. Uh, probably what second? Probably so, sixty, seventy thousand or something. Yeah. So too close to sun. Too close to sun will be there. Too close to sun will probably run second. You'd think. Uh, Regal Power. Um, Trap for Fools might back up again. Yeah, it, looks, up. it looks lackluster. Notorious yeah. ones in the paddock. Dance music won't go in back to the Phillies and mares races. And search and rocks, I dare say, is in the paddock. We could see a four horse race, five mm, horse race. That's a shame. Yeah. Anyway, we'll cover that when we get mm-hmm. to Cox Stakes Day. But yeah, we've got a pre-recorded chat with uh, one of the. One of the gentlemen of WA Racing, he does tremendous work uh, in his role as the Rawa Ownership Coordinator and um, he's in charge, of course, of Own the Dream, the Own the Dream competition. Very popular, very successful ownership initiative from Racing Away during Western Australia. So let's get uh, Brennan Fiennes on the line, Terry. And it's an absolute pleasure, Terry, to welcome our next guest, Brennan Fiennes, to the show. Brennan, welcome back. How are you, boys? All well? 
Very well, Brennan. Lovely to uh, to have you on the show. As I was uh, just saying before we uh, before we kicked off, you're always one of my favourite people to uh, to say hello to at the races. So, uh, how's it all going? How was the Tab Touch Master Series? You happy it's done? Do you wish it was longer? Tell us about your experience. I think we got to the Kingston Town Day, and uh, we're probably happy it was over for another year. It's um, quite a few owners. The railway states they at Ascot we uh, reached capacity at the Vantage Bar. It's the most attended race day for us from an ownership point of view, and of course, Winterbottom was a busy day for us as well, and uh, even Kingston Town. So, uh, look, uh, very happy with the carnival. Lots of happy owners. Um, you know, great winners too. So, uh, we're looking forward to the Westby Platinum Race Day next Saturday. And uh, then, of course, we've got the Perth Cup Day to start the new year. So um, a few big events coming up for us. And, uh, yeah, great to look forward to. It's all happening, Brennan. Are you a, I don't know if you're allowed to, oh, of course you would be. Are you much of a punter yourself? Do you mind having a dabble? Do you do any of the forms? Do you have any success over the carnival? You weren't all, you know, I heard it was your money that brought Western Empire into a dollar fifteen late or a dollar twenty late. <laughs> Brennan, is that, is that, is that true? <laughs> No, look, at the, no, certainly not. Uh, I've never been much of a punter, to be honest. Throughout my whole life, growing up as a child, I've never really um, dabbled too much on the punts. If I have a day out with some mates, I'll certainly put a little bit each way. But um, I certainly do the form, especially if I've got a horse in the race. Um, but no, certainly not. And of course, working at Rabo, I'm not allowed to punt uh, working hours either. So uh, if we do, it's got to be on the weekend. So. <laughs> Yeah, I think the next time you see one of his auntie horse, auntie's horses, Paula Wags, once that once they start firming in the market, you know that Brennan's yeah, uh, had Brennan's, something to do with that. He's been given the little nod. <laughs> hey, well, I've, 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 I've got a horse racing later today, actually. With I, thought, Lin- I thought so. I thought I saw your yeah. name in the ownership group. Which one's that? Uh, she's called It's Classified. So she's carrying 64 kilos today, but I think she's favourite. So... Uh, I'll be watching from the office here at Rawa and uh, keep my fingers crossed. Oh, is that over East? Yeah, well, I bought into her actually because her dam is Kim Classic, which is a granddaughter of Buddy Paula's former champion, Kim, Kim Angel. Kim Angel, so yeah. I, I kept an eye on who bought it at the English Sale over East and it was Spice the Bloodstock, so I got in touch thanks to Josh Rodder. And, uh, yeah, just bought a little share in the in the filly. And, um, yeah, she's won a race so far and she's showing a bit of promise, according to Lindsay. So, um, as always, with ownership, you just uh, always hope for the best. And, um, yeah, see how we go. Oh, very good. 64 kilos. You could just about um, ride her as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Brennan, Terry let, let off with um, always, uh, always a pleasure to see your smiling face on race day. You're a very popular figure. And I must say, like, Every Wednesday night, we put up a one-one post about about, about who's uh, who's coming on the show tomorrow and what we've got planned. And I tell you what, yours is just about our most popular mm. post of the uh, Twitter post of the uh, of the year. We put we usually put uh, put something up. It's crickets, and then we put Brennan's face on the uh, on the promo, and we get a heap of likes. But trending, thanks, Brennan. <laughs> oh, look. Just doing my part, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, um, we just wanted to get you on to discuss the fantastic, innovative initiative that is Own the uh, Own the Dream WA. Um, now, you've been running for quite a few years now. So the Own the Dream uh, competition, uh, entries have opened for, for this year's edition. Can you give the listeners in, um, some history on the competition, the motivation behind it, and, uh, and just some details of the ins and outs? Yeah, well, it's now in its fifth year, Own the Dream. It was the brainchild of Brittany Taylor and James Preston, who worked here at Rawa back in the end of 2017. There was discussions with Rawa and the Thoroughbred Breeders WA on how on earth do we 
get people to the Magic Millions Perth yearling sale. So they've come up with an event series in which teams that participate at the very end could win themselves a share in a racehorse. So 2018 in February was the first edition of Own the Dream. Uh, I think they averaged about 31 people at each event. So it was quite small. Then I started at Rawa about a month after that finished in 2018. And uh, of course, uh, you know, Own the Dream the following year was my first big project. And uh, it absolutely skyrocketed in participation. And of course, in 2020, it got to the point where we probably had too many people in the series. And uh, so in 2021, this year, we put a cap on the competition and uh, changed a few rules around. And uh, it's just been such a success. It's just, it's the only competition of its kind in Australia. You know, we've been in discussions with Racing Queensland, Racing South Australia have shown uh, interest in this uh, concept. But it's, uh, it's just uh, gone from, you know, um, it's just grown over the past few years and it's a very special series. So Own the Dream itself, it is a competition consisting of five free events leading up to the sale. Three lucky teams will each win a share in a racehorse. Uh, each event will give uh, all the entrants an insight into the WA racing industry over a four-week period. So the launch event is on Sunday, 16th of January. And for each event that a team member attends, uh, they'll earn their team a token for their team to go on the barrel for the major prize draws. So teams must consist of a minimum of four and a maximum of six members with only two current owners allowed in a team. So just remember, Own the Dream is all about introducing new people to racehorse ownership. So a team of six who attends all five events will have 30 tokens in the barrel, which will be drawn at our grand finale event on Friday the 11th of February, which is three days prior to day one of the Magic Millions Perth Yearling Sales. So they're big prizes, boys. They're, they're very good prizes. First place is a $10,000 Magic Millions voucher plus training fees paid for two years. So Oof. this must be used on a yearling that's 50000 or above because obviously if we're paying training fees for two years and you use your $10,000 voucher on a $10,000 yearling, uh, we might not have the budget for the following year. <laughs> Blow out. Are there trainers pre-picked out or is it sort of just uh, wherever you want the horse to go? It's completely up to the team. So okay. long they're a registered trainer or syndicator licensed, um, it's entirely up to them. Um, and uh, so it's yeah, it's free choice of wherever you like to um, you know use your voucher, and as long as it's fifty thousand or above, they've got free reign there. So uh, second place is a seven thousand dollar Magic Millions voucher. Third place is a five thousand dollar Magic Millions voucher, and both second and third, they'll each have a kitty of three and a half grand each in training fees until that's exhausted. So you're certainly not winning one of the major prizes and having bills the following month, but it gets better. All losing teams. There's more. <laughs> wait, there's more. <laughs> there's more. There's more. Uh, all losing teams who are eligible can still redeem a $1,500 voucher within 30 days of the grand finale. So if your team of six has gone to all the events, you're committed to the series, but you haven't been drawn first, second, third, you've still got a $1,500 voucher to dip your toe into ownership. So 
all these vouchers must be redeemed towards a Westseed Platinum breeder nominated yearling. Next year is all about Westseed Platinum and mm. supporting our local breeders. Um, we certainly don't want our teams uh, using their vouchers towards a horse that if it goes on to win a Saturday race here at Ascot and picks up $41,000 in prize money. We don't want them missing out on another $33,000 mm, yeah. Westseed Platinum bonuses. I mean, they're just there is no greater state in, in Australia to buy and race as thoroughbred than right here. So it's all about Westseed Platinum. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's see um, which teams we get. And uh, we certainly wish them all the best of luck. So, Brennan, just can you tell us last year, or this year rather, how did the how did the winners and the place getters, how did they spend their their prizes? Do you, are, you, are you across yep. what they did so you can so the listeners can sort of see how they can play this game? Yep. So the winning team, they obviously this year, a team called Showers the Money, a very enthusiastic uh, team of six. They actually split their $10,000 voucher in two yearlings with David Harrison. Um, and uh, so they both part own those two horses and all their trading fees for both those horses uh, we paid by us for two years. So David Harrison simply invoices us here at Rawa and we pay all the bills for that two-year period. Uh, the second place team used their voucher towards the Bellis Racing Syndicated Colts with Trevor Andrews. I think it trialled on Monday called Invisible Strings. And uh, third place, they used their voucher with a Pierce Racing uh, Manhattan Rain Colt. So um, some of the teams already have a trainer in mind that like to use the vouchers. Some of them require us to make some phone calls after the series. Um, but they have all the support if they win the vouchers. Um, they have the support from us. If they want to use their vouchers towards a particular trainer, uh, we'll pick up the phone and make sure that there's uh, still a share available in that yearling. Um, but, yeah, look, all the, all the five events will give teams the support and uh, the network to make those decisions after the competition. So, uh, What was the cost to enter, Brennan? It is completely oh, free. It's not, <laughs> is it? It's not. I thought they get better. What's what's the catch, it's, Brennan? What are, what are we? Come on, it sounds a bit too good to be true. This. A lot of people that come to the launch event. Now, this is my fourth year, and the launch event we have so many teams show up, and they look at it a bit, you know, starry eyed, and they think, you know, what is the catch? You know, especially the team captains that might drag along a family family friend or whoever along to the series and they think this is too good to be true. Mm. It's a free competition where we could walk away with a, a share in a racehorse with training fees paid for. We might lose and we might still get a $1,500 voucher, but there is no catch. You've got to remember that this Own the Dream is managed and funded by Racing Wage in Western Australia, you know, the PRA here in, West, in WA. Um, it is the only time in the 12 months that we uh, promote racehorse ownership, so we put everything behind this series. And uh, after the five events are complete, you know, the, the experience certainly doesn't stop. You know, we've got so many networking events throughout 2022. Obviously, we all know when we get involved in a yearling, uh, the February sale can be a long wait until they get to the trials and eventually to the races. So we want to make sure that these first-time owners are still kept engaged within that first 12-month period. So by joining Own the Dream, you really become part of a, an exciting ownership uh, network and a nice, good uh, racing community. So it's uh, plenty of fun and, uh, yeah, so we'll see who we get. This has got one one written all over it, Guru, I think. So uh, I, think, I think we might have to 
talk to Brennan about getting involved in this competition. I've got a couple of questions, mate. So two so two of the six, say you've got a six-person team, so two of the six can already be active owners. So the, the idea is we're trying to either uh, trying to bring new new owners into the system or potentially lapsed owners, is that right? Correct, yeah. So a current owner is uh, obviously anyone that currently owns a racehorse or in the last uh, someone in the last three years. Um, in a registered Australian stable. So you are right. It's all about current owners um, bringing along some of their friends, their neighbours, their colleagues. Um, it's all about getting new people involved into the racing industry. Uh, all lapsed owners, the owner might have owned a horse maybe 10, 15 years ago and uh, they can still be part of the team as a, as a non-owner. So, it's uh, yeah, we, we certainly wouldn't want a team of, uh, say, six, current owners winning the first place prize because mm. you know the train the, the competition really relies on these trainers and breeders um opening their doors and giving um you know providing a lot of their own time so um you know it really is all about getting those new people involved because you know the, the competition the content the type of event it's all put on um as if someone doesn't know anything about racing so it's a perfect start for anyone that might be interested in racehorse ownership or their industry and they just got no idea where to start. Because it can be quite daunting. If you don't know someone or if you don't have a friend that's already involved in a racehorse, it, it's you know quite intimidating. You yeah, really you don't, don't know where to start exactly, or how much yeah. it costs or which trainer to go to. So, um, yeah, or, or, if it, or if it's even really like possible for someone, Brennan, do you know what I mean? It's like... Um, oh, it feels like sometimes, you know, non-racing people that I've spoken to feel like, oh, well, racehorse ownership isn't is, is over there. You know what I mean? It's not really, uh, it's not really accessible for me. So, this, um, you know, breaking down the doors and and I guess rolling out the red carpet to new people to the industry. Do you feel like own the dream is con- converted like a a selection of the sort of you know population that had one foot in one foot out of thoroughbred horse racing do you, do you feel like it's been successful in converting people and giving them that real positive industry-wide experience oh it certainly has over the years there have been hundreds and hundreds of people have come in first-time owners it really bridges the gap between the industry and these people that are sitting on the fence as to you know who to contact or you know where to even start so um for people that might like going to the races or might like having a punt they probably have no idea which trainer or syndicator to even um, talk to or how to start that conversation. It, it is quite scary. And I do think our industry really takes for granted just how little the outside you know, people know about racing. Mm. You know, We know about it because we've been involved for a very long time. But I've met so many people that uh, are interested in racehorse ownership, but they just know absolutely nothing. And, you know, Own the Dream really helps bridge that gap um, between people that are uh, want to know more about racing and um, and particularly into uh, ownership. Tell you what, I, uh, I don't mind a punt occasionally, which is uh, might be known about me, but uh, there is something very different uh, to owning a racehorse. Actually talking to, to Bradley about it the other day, we can have however much we want on a, on a horse and get excited about it, but uh, being a part of a horse with your mates, I mean, I... I don't know about you, Brennan, but uh, BJ and I are very unlikely to ever be professional sportsmen, but I can imagine the thrill you get uh, in that type of environment is, um, yeah, be similar to what you get owning a racehorse. So I, uh, yeah, I couldn't be a, a bigger advocate for, for getting involved uh, in the industry in that sense. It's, uh, yeah, especially if you've got one that uh, 
knows how to run, it's a it's a thrill that you'll uh, oh, probably not match in yeah, life. Get one that wins a Karakata runs yeah, a runs out railway. Railway, no, yeah, no big deal. Go around favourite with Oliver. I'm <laughs> too slowly, aren't that's okay. <laughs> going, towards <laughs> Perth, going towards a Perth Cup this year. Uh, Brandon, can you, Brandon? I, we see the uh, own the own the dream marketing and the um, and all the all the uh, great stuff that goes in uh, online. Can can you? In the, the promotional material, rather, can you let the your listeners know what Brad Shepard and Brittany Taylor's role in the Own the Dream competition is? Yeah, uh, Brittany. So she's uh, Brittany, obviously, uh, and Brad Shepard are our ambassadors. So they will be the hosts throughout the uh, five events. So uh, they'll act as conduits between you know the the teams and uh, and the trainers and syndicators. So um, they they are the greatest ambassadors. I mean, Brittany needs no introduction. Uh, we are so lucky to have someone like Brittany Taylor here in Western Australia. Um, she she's just been an absolute gem with uh, all these new owners, and um, of course, her and Brad Shepherd. Uh, he himself is just probably one of the most genuine people I've ever met. He loves his racing. He actually bought a share in, uh, I think, a Russian Revolution cult with Simon Miller at this recent sale. So, and and they just they're just a dynamic duo. So, um, I'm so happy when uh, I approached them both. They're going to be part of Own the Dream again next year, and uh, they're absolutely delighted. So, it's um, no, we're very lucky to have them on board. So, okay. Last one from me. Still too early for me to talk about if Brad Shepard. <laughs> oh, no. I'm flat as attack. Heartbreaking, mm. yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, very sad news coming out of uh, West Coast headquarters for us uh, West Coast diehards here that uh, Brad has had to retire. Um, very, uh, yeah, very sad news um, after a tremendous career. Uh, Brennan, if the 1-1 hypothetically was getting a team together, uh, what do we look for? In selecting the, uh, the 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 other four members of our squad, what are some of, what are some of own horses. what are some of the do's and don'ts in, that you've learned over the years in terms of the the right people to to, to for the for the role? Well, first of all, no flakes. So, if you uh, have a look at the events and the dates, and make sure that uh, you can attend as many of the events as possible. So. Each member of the team of four, five, or six must attend at least two events for your team to be eligible to win anyway. Um, so make sure that, uh, yeah, if any of your listeners want to form part of the 1-1 one, one team, uh, make sure that they can attend as many of the five events as they can. Uh, most of the events are quite short. Uh, the Pinjarra Race Day event is probably the longest day, but uh, that's a full race day down there. Yeah, make sure um, they want to get involved in a, a racehorse. So if you're ready, if you like a punt, if you love WA racing, but you've never ventured into ownership before, um, yeah, I'll certainly say, what what are you waiting for? Get involved and uh, you'll have plenty of fun along the way. All right. Terry and I are going to have to put our heads together after this show and uh, and get our get ourselves organised for a 1-1 team. For those listeners who want to start their own team, Brennan, can you point them in the direction of how they start and how they can enter and uh, I guess when the closing dates for entries are? Yep. So head to our website, which is ownthedreamwa.com.au. You have until Wednesday, January 5 next year to register your team. So recruit all your mates. Um, whether it's four, five, or six members, grab all their details, just their you know, mobile, emails, have touch account number, uh, dietaries as well, because tap obviously touch, we do need to feed you along the <laughs> 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 and, uh, 
DJ's enjoyed that one. <laughs> and a good little laugh to himself there. Oh, dear. Sorry. Uh, pick a good team name and, uh, yeah, jump on the website and uh, put for your application. You, I think you have to, 100 words or less, uh, put there why you want to be part of the competition. We only accept 200 entrants, so okay. it is a very competitive competition. We've already got plenty of teams on the back end that have uh, put through their applications. The first round approvals will take place this Monday, which means we'll approve, um, I think, about 20 teams on Monday, and then the final teams will be approved on the 5th of January. You've got that many entries in already, Brennan. Serious? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's Why very wouldn't popular. Why wouldn't you? Uh, They're basically giving away 20 grand. Oh, the entries just And I'm just doing the maths for the ownership for the year. That's For two years that's ownership, value, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's a fair few dollars. Yeah. But I just wanted to talk about this uh, this 100 words or less. I don't know if you've ever listened to our podcast before, <laughs> but I think we've, we've, we've hit our first stumbling block, I'd suggest there, Brennan. If you said 100 minutes or less, we might be touch and go, but 100 words or less, theory, <laughs> me. That's it. That's it. We have, we get some really good hundred words or less submissions. Like it's um some of the stories these teams have is remarkable. Obviously, I won't repeat on this podcast, but uh, it, it's great to see so many different reasons why people um, join on the dream and and just an opportunity to get their friends or family uh, together. Um, one team last year, which I can say because it was last year, is a team called the Survivors. And uh, a team of six ladies have registered the team. And I asked them at the launch event, I said, oh, you know, what's the meeting by your name? The Survivors. And, uh, yeah, the stories were, um, yeah, quite shocking, actually. And um, it was just remarkable to see what these ladies went through individually throughout their lifetime. And they've all... Uh, bonded together and uh, joined forces. And, um, yeah, so, look, there's, there's so many reasons why people, uh, you know, join on the dream. It's just an opportunity to get their mates together and have a bit of fun. Um, we see teams with their own sashes, their own caps, um, uniforms, um, at the series. It's, it's just a whole lot of fun. And uh, teams make some lifelong friends as well. They meet other like-minded people that are trying to win the share in a racehorse as well. And, you know, these events, there's coach buses involved with their little excursions um, all around, you know, Perth and the surrounds. So after four weeks, um, all the teams really get to know each other quite well. And it's um, it, it really is just a remarkable competition. And I can, I suppose Brittany and Brad will better agree with me and say that uh, to see what it's turned into, um, it's just a very, very special competition. So lots and lots of fun. So if you love WA racing and you love a punt, and you want to uh, get a bit of an insight into how the racing industry operates and works, um, there is nothing like Own the Dream. So, um, yeah, get cracking and uh, form a team. Brennan, as two passionate WA racing people, this uh, tremendous stuff with Own the Dream over the years and just day-to-day, mate, like it's just it's it's where, you know, you mentioned how privileged we are to have people like Brittany Taylor in the industry, but I just want to give a shout-out to yourself. Always at the races on a Saturday, the Vantage, welcoming people and just a real um, great ambassador, really, for, for WA Racing and all, all your efforts. Uh, don't go unnoticed here at the 1-1, mate. So thanks for coming on the show, outlining Own the Dream, and more importantly, just thanks for your continued commitment and all your hard work that goes into uh, promoting and um and uh, WA Racing, yeah, love it, mate. 
Very good, Brennan. And uh, yeah, obviously, we we'll always see Brennan's smiling face out there at the at the Vantage at Ascot Racecourse. You're gonna have to get a bigger venue, mate. It's uh, it's uh, overflowing. I think so. Look, this is an exciting time to head for our owners. Um, Belmont Park, this uh, upcoming winter season, we'll have an ownership area down there as well. Might not be as glamorous as the Vantage <laughs> Bar, but we will, we will have well, something there for Don't sell Belmont short. <laughs> Hang on, Brandon. Will it still be Will it still be free entry or will we, will it, we have to pay next year? <laughs> uh, no, no, it will all be for owners of the horse racing on, on the Saturday card. So it'll be the same as... Um, uh, same as how the Vantage operates now. And um, so owners of the horse racing at Belmont Park throughout that winter season, um, at least they'll have a, an area to go to. They'll receive a complimentary beverage, some light refreshments throughout the day, and um, we'll continue that uh, on throughout the year. And uh, hopefully Pinjarra Park will be the next uh, racetrack. We'll have an ownership area, Bunbury, when that's, um, when that's complete. So there's some really good things happening for our um, owners here in Western Australia. So, and full credit to Rawa, um, Ian Edwards and Charlotte Mills here at Rawa, um, you know, for putting the budget and allocation of funds towards ownership in Western Australia it allows us to do something like own the dream. So, um, yeah, we should be very proud here in WA because there's a lot of good things happening in the ownership space. And, um, yeah, look, onwards and upwards, I think next year's going to be a real good year. Onwards and ups and upwards, absolutely, Brennan. Uh, before you go, when's that horse racing today? <laughs> <laughs> I've got my uh, – oh, I've got to have a look actually later. Uh, probably might be in a few hours from now, I think. I have to look on the app as soon as I get off this podcast. But uh, number one, it's classified. Fingers crossed. Um, first start, but uh, look, we'll, we'll cheer on from the office and um, hopefully, uh, hopefully a winner. Absolutely love it, Brennan. Uh, don't, it doesn't take much for me to uh, to have a punt, but uh, no, looking forward to getting involved in this competition, looking forward to uh, to seeing how it eventuates and hopefully some people can have some success, BJ. But uh, thanks for coming on, Brennan. Look forward to seeing you at the track again soon. No worries. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, boys. Thanks, thanks Brennan. Mate. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Towton Cup Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton, we are teaming up to record episode 106 of the 1-1, your WA Racing podcast. It's uh, 11.55 a.m. on Thursday, the 9th of December. Jack Leach is bowling absolute poop, and um, the Ashes is all over. All over? Uh, not all over. I think, or as I said to you before, I reckon if we batted first, the game could almost be in this position now. <laughs> I think Joe Roos... Uh, Rooted that decision at the toss. But, um, <laughs> the toss. I just all I want with the Ashes is I just want to find out what Shane Warne thinks about Mitchell Stark. It's just he just doesn't seem to be giving any firm opinions um, about what he wants from from Mitchell. So that'd be nice if you so could the, share that with yeah, us. So the Ashes is on. There's a bit happening here at One One HQ. But later in the day, we've got to turn our attention to the Crayfish Coast, Geraldton. Mm. Albany tomorrow. These are two of the Guru's favourite venues. Tell you what, Geraldton wasn't my favourite venue at its last meeting. It was a it was a, a bath of blood. Yeah, right. I was at the just. I got, <laughs> I got, I got slayed by Gerald. And I, I was hopping into Graham Amicus horses all day, and Graham's team isn't going as yet. But uh, yeah, no. Hopefully, we can turn that around. Today. Bounce back, bounce yeah, back factor. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, bounce back factor today. All I can tell you is it can't be much bloody worse than that. So all right. Yeah. Towton Cup Day, Ascot Saturday, and then the weekend finishes up at Pinjarra on Sunday. Looking forward to it. All right. Stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City Meats Get Out Steaks 
competition, very tough get-out stakes this week. I think it's $5 the field, which I always like for a get-out stake, so it comes down to result, not just margin. Um, and don't forget our uh, take two of Lockie Taylor versus Riley dot, dot, dot Morgan um, in our Monday Ring Hotel, WR Racing. Mastermind, competition. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, 100%. Betfair Edge, Jerry, what's happening on the, uh, uh, on the on, what do we, how do we listen to that? Do we download the app? What do we do? Uh, we uh, we download the app for you. Yeah, we do all of the above. Um, dearie me, Jack Leach's bowling put. Um, we um, oh, listeners, I've lost, I've lost Terry. <laughs> yeah, the cricket's on the in the ashes, background. <laughs> the ashes have got him. The ashes have got him. Uh, yeah, it'll be on tomorrow. Three weeks off after this. Miles is away, so I've said I want to. I'm not really interested in doing it if he's not. So three weeks after this, we're off. So we'll go out with a bang. Boom. Off we go. Who's on the show? Oh, I haven't organised that. <laughs> I don't know. So don't stay know. tuned. We're going out. It's uh, headline news. We're going out with a bang on the Betfair Edge. Oh, no, we probably won't go out there. <laughs> I just, yeah. yeah, we just haven't know. A few weeks off over Chrissy. Looking forward to it. Okay. The heat's right. going to my head. All right. Town Cup Day at Ascot. Railback in the true position. We've got a bit of a – we've had a hot week, but uh, cool last down. time I checked on the BOM, cools down 25 degrees maximum. Yeah, 25 southwesterly. So let's just allow fair every single meeting going forward, regardless of conditions. I'm just allowing for speed maps. Like I actually – I think it's just the best way to go about it. If the day changes as we go, then um, fair enough. But it's just conditions. Mm-hmm. Just conditions. You feel better going into it too. Otherwise, you're looking for a certain type of horse. You know. And so just quickly – I, I've had a couple of um, weeks off the midweekers recently. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I was just generally speaking, just read a couple Floating. of previews and I was and the, had a look at the BOM and I, it sort of looked like there was Easterlies there yesterday. Mm. What did you see from that track midweek? Well, Scotty Embry messaged me saying um, the Easterlies blowing that hard it even moved the hairs on your head. <laughs> <laughs> He's a wanker. Um, <laughs> so I reckon it was a it was a reasonable one, and obviously because all the racing was done between uh, quarter yes, past ten and 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 I was a bit lost at one thirty. I thought I'd get through the Saturday form quickly, but that didn't um, that didn't eventuate unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I, I still think it played a little bit um, a little bit on speed. It's hard to tell. I mean, a few of the races there was pretty ordinary horses up um, towards the rear and it's going to be difficult to make ground. Uh, we saw a couple of Darren, Darren McAuliffe's who started short in cold chisel and um, Velvet Queen win from near last, but perhaps they had to win. I actually back kick a goal, son, that race. I think if, if Joey followed Chris through, he probably beats him, but he went around him and circled him. Mm-hmm. Leading that race is Mr. Causeway and Blazing Away. So Mr. Causeway probably wasn't up to him. Blazing Away probably needs a run or two. So I do think it was a better to be on speed but again i think if you allowed for your maps you were you were you were safe in that sense but uh yeah Velvet queen looks like a horse doesn't she yeah she does yeah. she does one thing i'll say from that race is um i think probity nearly went through the fence i reckon okay. probity would have won the race if if holly that actually was just quite a good midweeker actually it was, it was uh, a super, yeah yeah, yeah. So it was a shame that Wuhan and thomas came out but we'll yeah. speak about them surely they're the sort of horses that should be racing Saturdays. Anyway, yep. let's get stuck in. Race one is the Tab Touch Westby Platinum Handicap, 1,200 metres, 11.48 a.m. Kickoff time. Just the eight runners to face the starter. And, um, yeah, I mean, we've got a blend of experience and relative newcomers, a couple of maidens thrown in the mix, but overall not a deep race to kick things off. But um, my eye, when I was looking quickly, glance at the field initially, was drawn to a horse by the name of Queen of Soul. 
Mm. Simon Hay Miller coming off a uh, three-peat feature race successes last uh, last Saturday. Stable, obviously, up and about. This mare carried 60 kilos to a pretty good win first up. Uh, admittedly, it was a class one at Belmont midweek. Knocked off Ambergate Rose, who came out and won. Uh, that was, at, I think she won at Pinjarra the other day. So she did. Queen of Souls, a five-year-old. She's only had the eight starts. Always shown a bit, but must be kind of fine and still developing because it's been very sparingly raced by Simon A. So they've they've held on to her for a reason, and I feel as though this is the preparation that she starts chalking up the wins. What are your thoughts on the opener, Guru? Uh, it's a pretty ordinary race, but mm. um, yeah, look, I've priced Queen of Soul favourite. Um, I marked her 360. I reckon I could have probably had her a little bit shorter, but I uh, wasn't too perturbed re-getting involved here. It's funny. You say, though, she's just won a, a class one. It's just a bit of a, you know, not necessarily the best form line, but, I mean, you're talking um, your second favourite still is a class one, Western Rhythm, who's yeah. just lost a lot of trust with punters. Um, so how many starts has Western Rhythm had? Uh, West, they probably had the similar amount 14. of starts, I say, yeah. How many times during you back Western Rhythm? Uh, I've backed Western Rhythm on 13 <laughs> occasions, I reckon. So um, usually it goes very well fresh, but I mean, yeah. it's, it's a nice little setup for it from the gate. And it's a 56 Raider and a 58 plus, but it's still well in on the minimum. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a class. I mean, you look at the fact Chicks Flicks is a, is a maiden's $9.50 where I'm looking here. So that tells you a little bit about probably the depth of the race. Standout yep. Rose is coming off. It's the best horse, I think, but it's coming off uh, a setback and um, – and she's drawn the widest gate, so whether Holly tags back to last or what she does, it could be difficult from there. But, look, Safety Bay gets a soft in front. Whether Safety Bay's had enough this prep, I don't know, but it's going to be a soft old map for Safety Bay early in the day. Yep. Lace Vinsky will tag it. Lace Vinsky's in career best at the moment. Um, did get beaten at Albany last start, but Nahachi would be a dollar ninety in this race, I reckon. Um, Nahachi's a horse I'm really surprised that Adam Durant persists with Albany and Geraldton races because I reckon he, there's wins in, in town for Nahachi I really like. Nahachi is a racehorse, but it just like you go with Lace Vinsky and you look at it and you go, okay, you've carried six, you've carried 54 to beat Pasta Hero at Narrage and you've carried 55 and a half to win at Albany and now you've got to come to town and carry 60. It, it's fair enough because you're going 70 plus to 58 and it does make sense. It just... Sometimes you just look at weights and go, it looks a bit of, but then you look at Queen of Soul and you said it's carried 60 kilos last start. Now it carries 56. I don't think this is a huge amount harder. Yeah. So you're getting four yeah. off. Sometimes it's 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 just by sight and feel about what well, the Well, the thing with Lace Vinsky is this horse got had won two from 25 prior to this preparation. Mm-hmm. So those wins have been really authoritative too. Yeah. Like they've I, been I just really think he's just been wins. one of those horses who's been harshly handicapped his whole career. And mm-hmm. a lot of it has to do with his consistency and he's run seven yeah. seconds, right? So he gets five points for winning at Narragin, five country points, another three for winning at Albany. Then he gets two for running second to Nahachi the other day, which was That was harsh. harsh. The and, third horse that day was... Uh, something which was poorly weighted in the handicap that shouldn't have been yeah, there anyway. Yeah, it was a 67 so, Raider. Yeah, so. a 67 Raider was a yeah. Paul Roberts runner from memory. Was it so. Kidgum, was it? No, might have been. Might yeah, have been. something like that. Might but, been, yeah. yeah, so I just feel – and even coming to town, they've – last time he was in town, he rated 65, and he's effectively got five points for those Narrage and Albany performances this prep. So I feel I, as though he's, the handicappers might think he's a bit better horse than what he actually is, Lace Vinci. But this is a good setup for him. So It is. Yeah. I, I – I, I almost would have thought it was probably a good from Barry to a good setup to put the apprentice on, but he's in career best form and it's been Peter Nucky. I think in he's the a saddle. bit of a he's got a few tricks. Yeah, and the fact that Peter Nucky's been in the saddle for for that little period, it probably makes sense not to yeah. change that up because that might be part of the sort of the winning formula. But um, 
yeah, look, long story short, Queen of Soul, I'm 360. It's currently 380. I'm not really too perturbed. I'm not dire. Like, I'm not desperate to be on Queen of Soul. It wouldn't surprise me. Western Rhythm wouldn't surprise me. Lace Finsky wouldn't surprise me. Safety Bay, if it gets as soft on paper, this should get the softest because there's no pressure whatsoever. Lace Finsky's happy probably tagging Safety mm. Bay. Um, so this could be if they walk to the turn and Safety Bay gives that kick with no way, it's just naturally, naturally it's going to be hard to beat. That's yeah. how racing works. Um, but, yeah. Look. So standout roses, 24 days between runs and coming off a setback, scratched Lame, yeah. scratched with lameness on the 27th of mm. November. Her third to no white flag stacks up good two starts ago. And that class three run behind War Warrior was actually quite good. Got home in similar sectionals to go forward on that occasion. So Could be last, though. Yeah, it could be last. So mm. that's uh, Holly Watson is going to have a um, have to uh, make all the right moves from that position in run. But uh, like like Terry, I'm uh, 350 Queen of Soul, or similar to Terry, 350 Queen of Soul, and she's my on-topper. Race two, tab touch, better your bet plate. Handicap for the three-year-olds over oh, – sorry, handicap, set weights and penalties for three-year-olds over the 1,100 metres. Another field light on for numbers, just the seven, and it's not not uh, not surprising considering five or, five of the horses that raced in a similar race – uh, midweek, yes, they could easily have lined up in this. Mm, and to, made a cracker. Made it an absolute cracker, but they went their separate ways, and um, perhaps that was something to do with the fact that they didn't want to take on number four, Rock and Rupert, short price fave. Mm, potentially, yeah. Mm. I don't recall it's not one to usually shirk, shirk. a challenge, is he? Mm. Um, but, yeah, no, Rock and Rupert couldn't be much more impressive. Before we get into that, Forever Autumn, was it scratched in the last couple of weeks? I looked for it, didn't find it, or was it just uh, nommed? Nom- I think it might have been just nommed and did not accept, but... Um, yeah, was, I think you're right. Yeah, I was I was interested in that. I watched the Placidark again. I reckon it should have almost won. I reckon it would have just yeah. about won. It looked to me. It's obviously it's always um, a bit of guesswork because we don't know how well once you get through the gap you're going to go. Um, it was jog trotting, but it looked to be jog trotting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at that point in time. So uh, interesting runner there. But um, look, I'm working on the fact that. Um, Wuhan Warrior will lead. Wuhan Warrior is the big improver. It's actually yep. over my price at the moment, but I haven't backed it. I probably won't. I don't I don't feel like it's your winner. Um, but Wuhan Warrior improves massively. It's only led three times in its life. Two of them were trials at one by eight and five, and mm-hmm. the other one was when it beat Treasured Star by six and a half, albeit on a bog track. But some horses just absolutely fly when finding the rail and rolling, and Sean McGrady and not just it, but most Ballantine horses, it looks like. Um, really agree with each mm. other. So Wuhan Warrior runs a big race in front if you're looking for something probably not, a little bit yeah, longer. Com- complete forgive run first up for mine. Wuhan, mm, yeah. 100%. Yeah, forget it went around. It actually went pretty well. Yeah. Looking at how it all eventuated. Yeah, it was so. kind of torrid the whole mm. way it all played out. But Rock and Rupert looks like it should land in the breeze. Um, I guess the fly in the ointment is the ladies of Vamp. Mm. Bo Banovich Edwards going on the three kilo, 53 kilo from the back. Are they going to instruct Bo to be aggressive and try and get to the breeze and utilise the I weight? Heard, I heard a breezing. Yeah. yeah, and then you got Rock and Rupert in the one-one, so that's interesting if that does occur because then you're talking because uh, he's a sizzler just drops out from mm-hmm. barrier seven. Then you're talking there's only a couple of lengths between um, Rock and Rupert and he's a sizzler, which does um, make things a little bit more interesting. So I'd 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 be preferring as a Rock and Rupert supporter here, who I am uh, who I am pretty keen on. Um, you want breeze. The, I'd prefer Breeze, yeah, because yep. a lot of those trial wins have been in I the Breeze as well. I see what you're saying. You want separation right. from uh, He's a Sizzler. Yep. Yeah, I want yep. it to be impossible for He's a Sizzler or He's a Sizzler to have to run a last two or four that's just not going to be capable if yep. Rock and Rupert holds form. So I, I've i been super impressed by Rock and Rupert. Border Force came out, uh, ran a really nice race midweek. Uh, second trial, win by six was, was super. And then first up, Storybook didn't frank the form at all, actually. There's not a huge amount coming from that race that's – 
overly positive, but it just he looks like a horse who had a fair bit more in the tank. He's got tactical speed. Got some um, quality about him, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got some quality yeah. about him. So I suspect he's hard to beat. But again, prices like it's just Where yeah, we are. just two dollars ten. I'm that's exactly my price, two dollars ten. So um, I'm not really interested unless we get above that. I, this is one that I'm happy backing it. Not much over though. Um, we'll talk about other ones coming up where I, I probably need a bit more, but I'm fairly, fairly confident in, in my market that. Um, what yeah, price did I, you have? He's a sizzler. Uh, I was five dollars just just on the map. <laughs> just being back last uh, trial was great. Uh, all the form lines make complete and utter sense. It was just purely a speed map thing. Yeah. I, don't, I think Rock and Rupert still. It's got plenty of upside to come and it's going to have a head start over 1,100 metres. It's just very simply it came down to that. It wasn't a um, – and Wuhan Warrior, if it does jump well enough because you've got Thomas Magnum in the pair of them, it's not impossible that Peter Nucky finds the back of Wuhan Warrior who should give a kick, shake off the ladies of Vamp and off yep. he goes. So uh, I, I almost think it's a sit and steer to some degree um, for Peter Nucky, but that's a dangerous thing to say for – um, for any race that it's going to be a sit and steer. So, um, yeah, look, I think Rock and River just looks like it's got more wins um, as a – yeah, you see those early type of jump and runners that can just run time. This is the feel it gives me. But, again, I was hoping with Heather Sizzler in the race we might see 260 to be able to bet into. But who knows? Maybe you were late. Maybe we'll. Heather Sizzler's got What did we numbers. see on the Brad bet early? Brad went up three bucks, I think, or something mm-hmm. like that, 310. Um, but – yeah, that'd be nice if we could lock in a bit more of the three bucks Brad put up. But uh, who knows? Who knows what this will do like? There's, there is a chance he's a sizzler money could come here. Yeah. You know? I'm, kind of, um, I'm kind of yeah. in Brad's court, not necessarily mm. from a price point of view, but I uh, I see that he opened up he's a sizzler fave. So yep. I'm going to make the case for he's a sizzler. Obviously, Rock and Rupert was very keen on um, that horse on debut, um, was happy to take on Wuhan Warrior and um, and have a crack at Rock and Rupert that day. Trials were super. You can just tell that. It just, it just glides across the turf, doesn't it? So the thing was is that Storybook was the horse sort of running at it late. Had Storybook covered comfortably. Yeah. But um, just was just sort of wondering, like, what – what would Storybook, have happened? Storybook couldn't walk at its next day. Yeah, what would have happened if he's a, if he's a sizzler was coming at it late? Do you know what I mean? So, mm. um, in saying that, Rock and Rupert's obviously just just at the, at the at the very beginning of what looks like a likely um, successful career. The thing about he's a, on that yeah. with Rock and Rupert is a lot of these horses who have this gate speed and they're young and they're tactical. This is the best part of their career. Yeah, yeah. They don't they don't have the ability to go to that next level. Like a lot of them do. I don't think he's squibbish though. No, no, no. no, no. But sometimes they, as you said, and you bang on there, yeah. and that's the part that'll be really interesting. If he's a sizzler's close enough, yeah. does Rock and Rupert have another gear? Yeah, but when Peter fight, Nucky yeah. gives it the stick and asks for a bit more of an effort, or is that cruising speed? That's sometimes peak. That's sometimes peak. There was a little bit of tempo, the so. knock on Labor Rod early too, wasn't it? He was like, he was a bit of a, when it was on his terms, he yep. was, and then when the blowtorch got applied to him, he sort of, obviously he's developed and matured into a top quality horse. But yeah, like. He's a sizzler should be coming harder. Like, yeah. There is no one in WA at the moment that is riding sit and sprinters better than Chris Parnham. It's just, it's it's an art. What he's doing at the moment is an art form. The way yeah. he's just, his levels of patience, even when it looks like he's, the race is unfolding and he's going to miss out, it's. It's it's pike like yeah. just the patience ha- happened is incredible. a couple of times yesterday. Yeah, too, didn't it? exactly yeah. right. So he's a sizzler's going to be back coiled up. Beat, um, me, beat me twice actually. Yeah, back coiled up, launching. I've just got a s- sneaking suspicion that he's a sizzler's ready to take the next step this prep on debut oh, as a. Tr- on, who works for the Danny Moore? Who does a bit oh, of work for the Danny Moore no, no, out this here? Is, is this something we should uh, no, no, we should no, listen to? No, not at all. On debut as a two-year-old was put him on the spot here. Was uh, narrowly defeated by Spin the Knife. 
who's a obviously a very talented three-year-old, we, who was a shame that we didn't get to see more of this spring uh, after I think around second or third in the three-year-old classic and uh, behind Lewa. And then first up last prep, he was arguably a good thing beat, knocked off by the front bar. First up at Belmont, got into a bit of strife and launched late. So he's a sizzler. Couldn't up with him early. Yeah, he's mm. a sizzler coiled up in a seven-horse field, um, conditions to suit – Chrissy Parnham timing his run, his winning mm-hmm. move. If he can get, if he can get within striking distance of rocking Rupert on straightening, and I think a lot of that will have to do with the tempo that Wuhan Warrior sets as well. Um, then he's a sizzler. Has got the the big booming finish, capable of getting over the top. So I went with he's he's a sizzler. Um, obviously, strong case for Rock and Rupert, and I'm with you as well. I think Wuhan will enjoy finding the rail in front and give a good kick. But because mm. just thinking he's a sizzler could be the horse on the way up. Yep. Yeah, Wuhan Warrior at 12 bucks, longer price than Forever Autumn. He's probably back with Heza Sizzler and yeah. Thomas Magnum, who juries just until he, I think at this level, still Thomas, learning, Thomas Magnum he? probably needs to learn a bit more yeah. before he can win at this level. He's still learning. He had a bit of a brain fade in the uh, in the Placid Arc and nothing really went right for him, but he's a nice This is This is a race full of nice horses, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be a springboard into bigger and better things in the new year, I think. Mm-hmm. Race number three, Terry? The Glenroy <sighs> The Glenroy Shaft Handicap. But the one, the 1,000 metres, and my notes after creating a market for this was there's only one horse that you can tip. You can't tip any other horses here. This is the this is the most boring horse race I've ever seen. Yeah, Klondike Kenny's a moral, isn't it? It's absolutely. <laughs> there's a Dennis Cooper <laughs> trifecta. Just box them. Klondike, Denger, and Woodbug. Woodbug, geez. You, I, did, I did my ass on Woodbug at Carnarvon one day. Units, surely. Trifecta. Yeah. Oh, just several of them, yeah. 100%. Um, I, I, think, I think I joined in with you with that Woodbug thing. Oh, I was I, so I I messaged... keen. I was so, so, so keen. Like, it feels like every time I have a real big goal, and I got a whole bunch of the lads last week to, that were based over race to go down and take like the 15 bucks private scene on Sunday, right? And I did like the winner, um, Constant Dream. Yeah. I just knew the 15 bucks was cooked. And um, so you got a massive man. Every time you, you you go above and beyond to get your people to roll, and yeah, it just went absolutely horribly, absolutely horribly. Anyway, Woodbug can't win this. It wins this. That'll that'll do me just about. But um, what a name! It's not a very good race <laughs> actually. So if he's got, if he's got Woodbug up and about Dennis, I wouldn't begrudge him the victory. But um, look, beads. From a map point of view, should be stalking, bopping blue, ultimate command, and and should be very hard to beat. I don't think it's any other way you can look at this differently. Agent Kensington's a really nice speed map horse. Put it in the right spot, runs you a good race, but it's it's got a ceiling. Bopping blue looks inferior to beads and might have to park outside of ultimate command. Ultimate command's the one if you're looking for one to maybe a bit of fly in the ointment just because yep. it was a total forget run last start when I think Lactar did try to restrain it as well early on. He didn't look yep. like he showed much intent. Yep. So finding the rail, Brad Parnham back on, that ticks a few boxes. But um, I think there was an inquiry into that as well, actually. Yeah, I, I just – I just, and the most boring part is I just said I can't see how anyone will tip another horse. It's very difficult. to. I, I wanted to try because I knew Bees was going to be about this 250 mark, which looks thin yep. for a horse I don't trust that much, but I'm 220. You know, so I'm going to wait for Betfair though. I'm not taking any of that price. I'm not taking the 250. I'm going to wait for Betfair, and I've got, I've got a sneaking suspicion there might be some money for something else, and we can um, see three bucks. Yeah, Be- Beads is. Uh, I think he won. I think he went fair first up initial yeah. racing prep, and then he come on. He won second up, and then he ran second, third up spell. He went fair first up. Then he's elevated second up. I think he's got another level to go. I think he's, I think he's quite a nice horse, Beads. Just quickly, just touching on that. Three odd race, race two, beads. 
Ultimate Command and Bopping Blue were three horses that were in the noms for that as well. And then they have come out and they've gone into the race against the older horses over the thousands. So, again, we're just sort of we're diverting our good talent. Good talent, Steve. Yeah, it's great. And especially with the – I think it was more gate-related. But, um, but yeah, from two – and also Mantelli, interesting runner, ran second after looking the winner at Ascot yesterday. Does Do you think he, the Ganjimis butter up? Um, I don't know. Horses with three-day backups are going well at the moment. Mm. It's no deep race. If he's okay, I reckon they will. But, um, yeah, depends how he's pulled up, I guess. Yeah, so because it's, it, it's an interesting speed map horse as well because it, it could crash mm-hmm. across and, and inject some pressure into the race. Which, be, beware if you are going to take $2.50 beads. If Mantelli comes out, you're um, – Deductions? You're down to probably 220 or something. So. Okay. Uh. Yeah, so I'm with you. I think beads just looks like it's just going to have the drop on them, especially if they go hard. He's just going to get sucked into the race. just needs galloping room late. I think he's a nice horse in the making beads and um, should be getting the job done. Yep. If beads is too short – Throughout betting, I'll be looking at an agent Kensington place bet. I think it's a really reliable horse from a good gate. Yep. Um, yeah, that, that's probably something I'll consider is uh, agent Kensington place if we're talking 330 like yeah. plus, which we might not say. I think Bop and Blue was pretty good the other day, just scooted along and just, just petered out a little bit mm. on the line. I just don't think he's going to get the, the going to find the front. So um, he's got heaps of gate speed as Bop and Blue, but even if he does happen to cross and find the front. This feels like pressure. He's not necessarily going to might not get it on his own terms, which he needs, whereas Bede's just going to get the right run in transit. So, yeah, everything points towards uh, Sutterkoth number four, Bede's. Certainly does. Race number four, the Amelia Park. Handicap uh, over the 1,400 metres. We see God has chosen go around again. I'm going to try to have a bit more enthusiasm in my voice because I do like to see God has chosen go around. Um very exciting horse, but uh, look, it, it is hard to tip against BJ, but with William Pike out of the saddle and Paul Harvey going on, I've got, I've got first, a sneaking... First day back in the saddle for the First pot. day back in the saddle for the point. He's $1.65. Just, I've got a sneaking suspicion that um, something goes awry here. That's that's a sneaking suspicion I have. And Okay, so how does how does, oh, how does he get bait? He probably shouldn't, but um, the... the Thing is, he's, he's drawn awkwardly, and Pikey's been happy lobbing him out three deep the trip. But when Pikey's lobbed him out three deep the trip, it's been on slow tempos, yep. um, which has been fairly suitable. There should be a bit of speed in this with spilling over and Ginger Flyer drawn seven and nine. They'll want to come across. Rebel Knight drawn four will want to be real handy. Um, and then you've got the two horses right down the bottom, um, Asymmetric and Mr. Mount Walker. They're both leaders back type horses. Yep. So they're not just going to let those two cross and get to the fence. Either. So it's going to be a quickly run race, which means. Paul Harvey shouldn't have to think about going forward. Yeah. He should simply just land close to last. We've got us chosen, get wide, and it should go past him. Um, yeah, it, it should be winning the race. Sometimes that's just more about feel. It, it's with the, the change in jock, uh, the awkward gate. Harvey's going to have to circle him at a dollar sixty. And I know this horse is a it's a future star, and it's probably got five more wins in it before yeah. it get, reaches its mark. Um, but that just feels like a little bit of a risk to me at dollar sixty five. So. Um, big watch on Roy Rogers' pair, Fangio. He produced it last campaign, fresh to win. Um, with this speed map, though, from Barrier 3, it's not going to be able to use the barrier, mm. I don't think. I think Fangio's going to be back near last. It's going to be back with um, – we're going to be inside Goddard's Yes, yeah. exactly right. And um, the other one's Brutus first, Max. First up last prep, Fangio was last. Pike never left the Never fence. left the fence on yep. a day where you had to be hard on the fence yep. and they left the gap open for him. Yeah, that was um, – a very good ride. <laughs> Brutus Maximus is, is the way I'm going to go each way for a very small little bet, BJ. Um, since it's gone to Roy Rogers, uh, was a 
winner at Albany. That was his first run for seven weeks. He only fell in a 58 plus, but for seven weeks at a mile, that's not a horrible effort. Come out around second, uh, where he wasn't all that lucky in the Albany Cup to Marachino, who was Actually, flying was at big, the time. That was a big run, wasn't it? It was huge. He it just went, he run, went super. Yeah. And you've got to remember, Brutus Maximus is a horse that's always had a lot of ability, always had a big reputation huge, about from yeah. a young age. He's yeah. now seven. Um, and he had 18 starts, Brutus. Yeah. yeah. Then ended up forward in a Pinjaro Cup. Yeah, he went over East for a while as well. Yeah. Then went forward in a Pinjaro Cup. Forget he went around there. First up, he was held up on the fence. Um, never happy. He's a big, big, have a look at him. He's a big unit, Brutus Maximus. Big so he loves. Yeah, he's a big brute i love joey has a party on these type of horses that need reminding and need really bumping into the race so look i think brutus maximus can run you a little bit of a race but like i again i'm, I'm not yeah unless i bet i'm just waiting for betfair for this race and i'll be probably hoping to see goddess chosen really heavily supported into a number that i think's a little bit crazy and then i'll probably be looking at an each way bet on a horse like brutus maximus at hopefully something near 20 bucks who leads do you think um it depends if ginger fly can jump a little bit sharper but they've mm. basically said with ginger fly they're not desperate to lead so i think spillanova will probably come across and find the fence but mm. it's not impossible that rebel knight leads them at all yeah. um it, it they've been very settled. positive with the rebel knight lately haven't they? they have mitchell's back on as well so mm. um all i know is it should be willing and it should be allowing those with cover i tell you uh, what if spillanova can find the yeah. rail in front with kesh and the way that team taylor is uh they're flying at the moment i would be our old favorite mm. our old favorite spillanova could try and nick it yeah, hundred percent. I've been waiting for Spillanova to come to a harder race and go down in weight. Yeah, um, Rosie's been riding, riding, um, riding with the sixty kilos after the claim, which has yeah. obviously been quite so an effort. Those midweek zero yeah. Interviews, yeah, yeah, exactly right. So Not now this is so it just doesn't look well weighted. That's that's the issue with Spillanova. I, I know after the claim we're down to fifty seven, but yeah, look, if Cash can get across and lead. Um, with a degree of comfortability, he's a very hard horse to catch Spillanova from the fence, especially, yeah, as you just, said, this is the form, form yard at the moment. So. You know what he's like? He builds into his prep. I exactly mean, right. Uh, it's good. It's a good early. He won a 72-plus last campaign and then mm -hmm. ran third Inspirational Girl mm -hmm. at 78. Knocked over Pooley at a short price. Yeah, yeah. true attraction. Inspirational Girl, yep. true attraction, Spillanova third, yeah. Yeah, so. the thing here is, and the best part about this race is you just – you. Because if God has chosen to get beaten, from the front is usually the way a back market gets beaten at a short price. Yeah. So if you're saying, oh, hang on, this is playing on pace. We look at the previous race and uh, Ultimate Command Bopping Blue have been hard to run down. He's a Sizzler hasn't made much ground. He's a Sizzler's a really good horse early in the day to determine yeah. how they're going to go for yeah. making ground. Um, and exactly the same in the first with Queen of Soul and Western Real. And they should both be making really good ground and going close to winning. So if we're saying, oh, hang on, leaders are really suited here. Um, yeah, I reckon Spillano will be the way I'll go there too. So. Mm. Yeah, um, um, it's really good in the fact that you've got a short price favourite. It's always going to stay short priced. Uh, you don't need to worry about hopping into anything else now. I don't think they're going to shorten too much. Yeah, and I can just last thing on God has chosen. Even despite um, I think what's Pike won on him last start. He was about he was prior the start prior. He got into some traffic issues and La Farola happened to blouse him on the line. Um, in the last couple of weeks, a uh, couple two stars You've back. You've got to be kidding. That was my biggest result. Yeah. So I'm in the middle of lunch here. Mm. Going for an absolute um, fortune, and that's the one he gets bad luck. Come yeah. On. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, incredible stuff mm. from the wizard. And then um, and then he took luck out of the equation in a way. Last uh, last start with God has chosen when he just he was about to get pocketed and he sort of bugger this, I'm just gonna rate mm. just gonna rate him three wide outside leaders sort of thing. But what I really liked in the figures is He's balanced up, and I think he's run one of the fastest last 200 of the day. Admittedly, they didn't go very fast, but for him to to do that after not 
everything going perfectly for him in the run. Just show, goes to show this horse has got a lot, a lot of talent. This is a big engine, and um, and yeah, but uh, but so yeah, I can I can see exactly why it's a dollar seventy. It's probably going to hold that price throughout betting, and um, he's got a, he's got a huge future, and he's probably going to be a master series type horse this time next year. So 100%. look out for um, a big twenty twenty two from God has chosen, and um, but yeah, just just for uh, just thinking. As we're talking here, Terry, about the spilling over thing. That's a jock, as you said, it's a hoop that hasn't yeah. been for quite a while. So yeah. it's yeah, I, I always I'm always happy to take one on, even if I think it's the best horse by panels, if yeah. there's just a few little things against or a few little queries. I, I think Betfair's gonna in, uh, throw the lure out and see if we can uh, we can have a nibble or two. They'll catch me, I reckon, and I reckon. <laughs> the, the, the punter on the other end who's laying it will probably keep my money, I suggest. <laughs> All right, that's race four done. Uh, let's get stuck into Morgan versus Taylor 2 on the WA Racing – oh, sorry, the Mundaring Hotel, WA Racing Mastermind. Whoosh. It's now time for the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind competition. Take two, BJ. That is correct, Terry. Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street. Mundaring, if you get a chance, you can uh, drop in, see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor, say good day, enjoy the feed, have a flutter, perhaps a frothy, and the family atmosphere, and make sure that you posse up on Butchie's big deck. Mm. So, uh, as we're all aware, last week was uh, a little bit controversial, Guru, wasn't it? Yeah, well, if you don't do your research properly, it can be a bit of a trap for fools for good masters, <laughs> can't it, BJ? So. Yes, so the stewards were, Perth stewards were, were called. I love uh, how afterwards, by the way, so before you go on to it, Lockie guy, just for the for those uh, that didn't hear last week. Um, so Ryle has answered the last question, trap for fools. BJ said, you're right. Lockie thought he was first in, very controversial. But then I said, Lockie, were you going to say trap fools? Yeah, of course I was. Of course I was. Yeah. Of course, that wasn't actually the answer anyway. He had a, he had a real moment there to like take ownership and go, well, no, that wasn't. Yeah, right. Billy Billy Boyd, a very sharp operator on Twitter, he uh, he pointed out that I said the last three, Trap mm. for Fools has raced in 18, 20, and 21, yeah. whereas Platoon had raced in the last three. So oh, yeah. I've been, uh, as I said, been admonished by the stewards. I've been sent back to Quizmaster Tutelage. And, um, yeah, so I need you're to. You're lucky you got a good record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your clean yes, record yeah, got you off. That's right. And uh, so, yes, the uh, purse stewards were involved. The uh, producer, Jen, she checked out the, the audio and in her – Humble opinion, it was a dead heat. It was a dead heat. So how did you announce? Did I see that? No, but Riley got announced the winner. Yeah, of course. Oh, but, yeah, but Riley didn't win it. Nobody won it. It was too all. Well, that's why we're having the rematch. But did Riley get a voucher? He's getting a voucher. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Lockie's got enough vouchers. Though. Yeah, he's got enough. Yeah. But, um, but uh, yeah, so, yeah, last week was uh, – it just sets us up for a – Oh. For a box office rematch, what, what more can you say? It does, it certainly does. We should introduce the two lads, uh, Lockie. Thank you for uh, for giving up a bit of your time and, and coming back on again. It's good to have you. Who, is he the champion? He's no, the champion no, still. No, he's the, the master. The mastermind is uh, Riley. He, he was declared the winner. Nah, no, 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 no. He I'm, was declared the winner. Okay. Oh, this is this is still controversial. We should discuss this before we start it, shouldn't we? Uh, Lockie, it's good to have you here, buddy. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, mate. And Riley Dot Morgan, uh, you're there. How are you going? You're questionably the mastermind at the moment. How's your week been in Perth? Um, yeah, must have been must have been odd. Yeah, it was a it was a strange week. Um, I'm surprised Lockie surprised Lockie made it with his uh, Western Mail commitments this week after uh, 
after last Thursday. So uh, we're uh, we're ready to rock and roll. Uh, uh, mate, Subiaco Football Club must have must have been aware that uh, Riley Dot Morgan was the new WA Racing mastermind mm. because they've rung up during the week and they've signed him up for next year. Is that right? They have. They have. They have. Yeah, I'm uh, signed on for the next uh, two seasons. So uh, hopefully, all goes well. Congratulations, ah, mate. Good stuff, mate. It might be a bit like that time that uh, the New South Wales Blues signed up Andrew Johns to play cricket. So they only want him in there for his staff act to bring the crowds <laughs> through the door. Um, so be, be careful, mate. They might just be getting you in for your personality and not your football playing Oh, when the Mariners signed up Usain Bolt to yeah, play uh, soccer. Gold yeah. Coast signed up uh, Carmichael Hunt or GWS Israel Folau. We could keep going here. But, uh, guys, there's a bit of a fill-up on the end of this. The winner of this one not only becomes the uh, the WA Racing Mastermind, but we have a big uh, a big entry next week we'll we'll announce it on twitter during the week but uh one of wa's leading jockeys has uh come forward and said uh give me a crack i want to uh i want to win uh the, i want to be the wa racing mastermind i so, think his words uh, was i well, am the mastermind uh, didn't he say that it I doesn't am. matter i don't think it matters who wins then because if i know jockeys will be an easy win for riley or myself <laughs> 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 oh dearie me so a little bit of a fillip for the uh winner bj Yes, very good. So we've got Riley back to defend his crown. Is he? It's not defending. He's mate, not it's, like, it's, it's like the LBW in the cricket. Like if you're <sighs> you out, have argued about if, you, if you're out, you're out, mate. Like yeah, so, nah. that was a decision made on the on the day, and mm. so the decision stands. Lockie questionable gets uh, a chance to uh, to right a few wrongs, perhaps in okay. uh, in grudge match. You're Morgan. still the mastermind in my oh, yeah. eyes, Lockie. Morgan versus Taylor too. Okay, fellas, you know how to play. Your names are your buzzers, and to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first to answer three questions correctly. Is it my turn now? Okay, all right. Challenger, are you ready? Riley, you ready, mate? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I would have said if I was you too, Lockie. Uh, that's you, Lucky. You're ready. <laughs> Mastermind, are you ready? Yeah, ready to go. Who was that, Lucky or no. Riley? <laughs> Very confusing today. Three, two, one. Okay. Who am I? I'm a four-year-old gelding by Sebring who, after dominating two trials, went under on went under on debut at a dollar twenty-eight with Jared Noski in the saddle. Punters were not deterred. Though they wish they were, as I was a beaten dollar thirty-five and then a dollar ninety favourite at my next two starts, I did eventually break through, and my career record is currently two wins from ten starts to date. I share a first Lockie. name, Lucky Billy Ray. Ah, oh, very good, very good. I share a first name with a beanpole. Fast bowler, currently playing for the Melbourne Stars. I'm going around <laughs> a double-figure chance this weekend with Cabri. Paddy Carberry in the saddle, who am I? I'm Billy Ray. You went for the cricket reference rather than Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Stanley. <laughs> Billy Stanley, exactly right. <laughs> Thank the, you. Is the horse yeah. named after Billy Ray Cyrus? Aki oh, Breaky Heart? Probably, yeah. Uh, okay. I, just, I just don't think you understand, BJ. <laughs> uh, and if you'll tell my heart... <laughs> Oh, Lockie Taylor, he's on the uh, he's on the board early. That's one. Riley Morgan yet to score. Next question, Riley. Can you just make sure your bus is working, buddy? Yeah, it's okay. working, mate. Don't one, you worry. <laughs> We've got hard R's and soft L's again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next question. Name the trainer that saddled up the third place getter in all Masters Group Ones, all three. Lockie. Oh, there's Riley. a bit of a stutter there. Lockie. Lo- Lockie. <laughs> Dan Morton. It was, well, it was Danny Morton. 
So that was uh, third with Kiss on All Four Cheeks in the railway, third with Elite Street in the Winterbottom and third again. Unlucky third, Kiss on All Four yeah. Cheeks in the Kingston town. Mm-hmm. Next question, it's two Lockie Riley yet to score. Name the jockey that won both the West Speed Platinum Series Final and JRA Cup on day two of the Lockie. Masters. Riley. It's a bit of a delay here for you, Lockie. Riley. Lockie. Sean McGruddy. Oh, it's oh, <laughs> Well, it, would, it would just would have been five now instead of uh, <laughs> instead of three nil the way this is going. Jeez, that's a uh, that's authoritative, isn't it? Congratulations, Lockie Taylor. You are back as the WA Racing Mastermind. How does it feel, mate? Good. What were the other questions out of interest? Oh, usually give us a spell. Give us a spell. I, I reckon right now if I saw your face, it would be one of the, be one of the biggest shit-eating dreams <laughs> that I've ever seen of all time. It's, it's upsetting me. I was, well, I... I'm, I live out in the stick, so my reception's nowhere near as good as Riley's mansion <laughs> in the house. So, but the man's down, I, I, and he's putting like, the boot in. Uh, Riley's on the ground. Uh, you've just pummeled him into submission, and you've just gone and sat on his head. <laughs> I wasn't in a mansion, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yet, yet. Riley, mate, thanks again for giving up your Thursday morning to, to jump on the uh, the 1-1. Mate, it would be good to get you back on to do a preview with us mm. over uh, either next this month or next month if you are keen and or if we can rip you away from your new Tab Radio and Subiaco Football Club commitments. But that $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring from last week, Riley is in the post, and Lockie Taylor, you've got two coming your way now. So uh, congratulations, Lockie. The Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. And until next week, who will be taking on a mystery jockey? Exactly right. And I'm going to let them know what you've said as well, that it would be a walkover. We might even cater the questions for them, I think. Congratulations, Lockie, and thanks again, Riley. That was clinical, boys. Thank you for having me, though. Thanks, mate. Good luck at Subi. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Well done, Lock. Well, did we get the... The right no, result this time? We didn't. Huh? It's like you look forward to that. Uh, I'm not much of a uh, boxing man or whatnot or the uh, MMA, but you uh, you look forward to the repeat bout after it's gone the distance and someone walks into a right hook in the first 10 seconds. So, uh, no, dominant from Lockie. Good range of questions, I felt, as well. There was nothing um, too pointed uh, in that particular direction, but no, just a... Yeah, we tried to try to have a bit of a master's theme, exactly just right. keep it kind of recent. But mm. I suppose Lockie did have an advantage. He was out there covering the uh, action front and centre at the same time. Oh, I didn't say that. Riley's yeah, Riley's yeah. show, and yeah. he's, uh, yeah, he's obviously he's across it all. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think Lockie was just dominant. Just yeah, had his finger on the trigger, and yeah, the the universe, everything is right in the universe because he's once again the I think the third. Third time. He is a few times, It's yeah. the third time WA Racing Mastermind is very Taylor. Um, very humble man about it. So I did like you said about getting Riley back on the show soon too. I've, I've been speaking to – we've got to get Laith and um, Tommy Johnson back on soon. We've got to go through a lot of them. We haven't got the, the McCormick's to do again, Michael Heaton. I think we just have a real run of it in the yeah. new year, just yeah. getting everyone on. And any, we've got a week um, off coming up. Any other too. names as well? I'd like to get Scotty Embry back on again shortly as well. So um, we do, don't we? Yeah. Christmas. Yeah, because the uh, Christmas Day is a sad day this year. So mm. there's no Metro meeting. So we can we can have a bit of a have a bit of a breather leading into Perth Cup Day. Mm. What do you think? Mm. Excited. Uh, <laughs> all right, that is our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind done for episode 106. Congratulations once again to our winner, Lockie Taylor.
Race five, Crown Perth handicap over the mile, 72 plus. We've got another shorty here. Good it's on. just, it's not it's just cost a park on a Friday night. Yeah, or what's going eerie, on? Man. Um, it's got a bit of a GP well, feel to it, hasn't it? The, the difference here is this one I've actually got shorter than the dollar eighty that's currently is. Um, I was two bucks got us chosen, by the way, in the previous in the previous, so it wasn't like I was a heat longer. Mm. Um, but yeah, pro consent, as I said at the time, looks like it's just gonna keep winning. It, it, it's it's funny, pro consent carries the same weight here, goes up in grey, but it's not a it's not a huge amount harder, I don't really think, especially when you go back and look at the prior run to comfort me. But um look, pro consent can Settle up uh, in about fifth or sixth here. It's a nice little map. The fact it's drawn inside a chili is hot as well. Like just a few little things really work in its favour if you sit down and, and do the map properly. Um, the fact Dom just shoots outside of it as well. Um, yeah, this holds form, BJ. This just just brains. I'm a dollar sixty five, and again, I don't really bat below even money. Um, but bet fair, two bucks. I'll be uh, getting involved. An idea for me here. An idea for for listeners why I'm probably so keen as well is I've got Harry Thomas, the longest price in the field, as my second favourite. Um, I'm $13, Harry Thomas. I probably should be longer and I'm not – I haven't backed it. Even though the $5 a place, I'm I'm not necessarily diving in to have a bet there, but um, I thought Harry was a big improvement after six weeks off, BJ. Um, breezing and going to the line with Laurentinio. Uh, Harry yeah, Thomas – it's run six beat in 3.3, but it was actually – there was actually a gap from so, – so I think went to the line fourth, fifth, sixth, didn't it, Harry Thomas? Yep. Yeah. So they, were, they all went across the line at the same time. Exactly right. And he's now um, – Harry Thomas has gone from an 89 to a 77 Raider. So he's dropped 12 points, which is six kilos, and he's got the apprentice on. So he's now getting into 72 pluses with 53 and a half, um, which you go back five starts ago, he's getting into 72 pluses, but he's 57 and a half after yep. the claim. So he's in a really nice spot in that sense. If we get a hot little rail, I'll be more than happy to throw the pro Consent dollar seventy in the bin and back uh, back Harry Thomas each way, but you'd want to pick up on that early because it will be supported not just by me but by others, I reckon as well. And you're going to have superior smile or playing Marika in the breeze. I reckon he can shake those off if he's, if he's anywhere near his best. Um, and then the horse is taking up so much market percentage. Dom to shoot goes up. How about this? Goes up four kilos and goes into a significantly harder race. I reckon that was one of the worst races of all time, that mile. Bella's Idols won the race, superior smile in the finish. That's a poor 78 plus. So it's actually up four kilos and up in grade. So Dom to shoots, just your lay of the day. Okay. Has to be. 60 kilos, dearie me. Uh, Pro Consent has, obviously with Adam Duran after previously being with Robbie Harvey, he's just absolutely thrived on those hot, hot speeds. He's been able to sort of sit mid- Mid back, um, absorb that. And just as soon as he saw daylight the other day, it was incredible viewing, wasn't it? Went to the went to the line three point one lengths clear of big screen, hard held. They don't win much softer than that. And even his run to comfort me, like watch that replay a few times, and there's a world where he yeah. almost wins that race. So yeah, um, there's a world where like, <laughs> there's a world where he runs a place in a railway stakes. Yeah, we run top five or six odd, in a railway yeah. stakes. So that's how good he's going. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm with Terry. Pretty keen. Yeah, lock it in. Lock it in, Terry. Bit boring, isn't it? You got red. You got Harry Thomas, the second favourite. Uh, no, I didn't have a price to have Harry Thomas. No, I didn't have Harry Thomas, mm, second favourite. I thought Chili is hot. Was a, I thought this was a good opportunity for this mare to get out of that black type mare series and into a handicap had no luck in the jungle miss 
I thought her first up run behind Bright Diamond was good. No luck in the Jungle Miss, and then no luck again in the Jungle Dawn. Uh, this horse, did it win the Belmont Oaks Chili's Hot? I think it did. So it's going to enjoy rising to the 1,600 metres here. Drops to 54 kgs. I expect Chili's Hot to run top three for sure. Would you prefer Chili's Hot in the in the get-out stakes with 56 kilos over 1,800 metres in one of the thinnest races of all time? <sighs> That's yeah. two weeks in a I wonder row. Chili is hot. The placements, I don't know. I, I wonder if they nommed. The, the placement with Chili is hot. They could have had a couple of wins the last two weeks. It's just this is the type of stuff I just I just don't get the the thought process in a in the placement of horses a lot of the time and just analysing your opposition um, at acceptances. But um, yeah, going well. Chili is hot. It just doesn't give me the feel of a horse that's going to be able to out sprint pro consent. No, no, no. Or, um, I think he's, she's a she's a definite place chance. So I don't mm. know what price is Chili's hot. I think she's their favourite. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Chili's hot currently. Oh, seven, okay. Seven fifth. I thought it might be more like I'd double read, figs. My market's a lot different actually. I've got uh, Harry Thomas second favourite. Red Publisher equal second favourite. Yeah, Red Publisher actually. was good the other day. Yeah. It was huge. It's going yeah. to map perfectly. Gets three and a half kilos on pro consent. Yeah. Um, then I had Guard Locky as my next favourite. It was, uh, it, was it, it wins. Stiff. It probably wins the it's other day. Probably may, might have won the other day. You don't know. It's a bit like. Um, Forever autumn, we don't know exactly, but yeah. it, it was it was traveling and Durant's got it. And now, if it's ready, think about how pro consent went from not being able to go any good to going super and then holding its form. If Ukka Lockie's now hit that point as well, um, yeah, it's going to run your race. So, yeah, taking on a lot of the ones in the market for me. If you're doing an exotic, good, good little race for an exotic, actually. Oh, for me, the way I've looked at it, with pro consent stood out to win, and then um, yeah, you're taking Red Publishers, Harry Thomas's, Ukka Lockie's to run second, and then just to wrap the Chilius Hot thing. In a bone, was nommed for the 66 plus 1800, mm. drew barrier four, 60 kilos. So I suspect. Oh, has it been re handicapped? No, that was that race was scaled up because there was no top weight for it. So, oh, sorry, it is down to 60. Yeah, the six, what's wrong with the 60 kilos? You know, with a good draw of 1800 in inferior race. So, and anyway, what, what's bottom weight got in that in that race? 57 and a half, uh, Did, 50, no, no, 55 mid diplomat doesn't count. Oh, sorry, I see what you're saying. What's yeah. the real bottom yeah. weight got in that? 57 and a half. So that's yeah. basically a bunched. I'm, I'm just giving you the facts. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I'm arguing with you for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Steve Smith's just got it. Oh, dear. It's see, a no ball, I think. He let a step on the outside line. Oh, Steve, come on, mate, grow up. All right. Race number six, the Salinger. Handicap over the 1,400 metres. BJ, there's no $1.60 favourite here. What are we going to do? Uh, what are we going to do? Let me uh, let me catch up here, Terry. Throw well, I'm throwing you out. I wonder if – sorry, I think the ashes has got me – got me um, – sucked me in. So I wonder if Speed Dream was a little bit more uh, – had a little bit more of a higher profile trainer, jockey, and maybe a different set, set of colours. It might be another – very very short favorite but yeah speed dream i think this if um this is its race it's been tackling vastly superior um assignments to this i thought it's last start seventh behind goddess chosen should have finished top three with a bit more i thought when it got out do you reckon it was that impressive to the line i watched it a couple of times i went back and i thought i found the line pretty well um yeah, I thought it found the line pretty well. I'm just talking to myself. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, the figures were good late. The, yeah, but Flash Ducati, Flash Ducati, Flash Ducati has yeah. run third. It's a real out-and-out stay. Michael Lane hasn't even gone to the 1,800-meter race. He's taking it to Sunday at Pinjarra. Um, J-Dub? 
No, definitely, definitely <laughs> not. That's what I'm saying. It, it's only a battle. I, I just thought he was. He spent half of the straight angling trying to get out. Yeah, that no, was, that right. was the thing. So this on paper, I just thought this should just be win. This a makes dream. complete sense. But do you just feel like Roland Piercy, Jason Whiting? You you just feel like this horse has now had four cracks this campaign and it's gone well. I don't know. I've got major major trust issues. Yeah, again, you have to market favourite. It it deserves favouritism. But I have... I have trust issues with reliability. What, what price? I was three fifty. I think I was three fifty, and I and I, I took a bit of Brad bet at three seventy this yep. morning because I, I just I knew my three fifty was probably long. That's if that great. makes sense. Yep. Um, and I just wanted to save on the race with it because I knew afterwards I go, why'd you try and get this beaten, Terry? You dickhead. Um, but the thing is, you look at this race very quickly, and like Island Missile is your second favourite. It's flying. It's going super. But you got to carry sixty mm-hmm. from the widest, and so you got to come last. from last, yep. right? So you got to carry sixty from last. No surrender. I'm expecting a big improvement from, but I'm a little bit worried about how it's come back this campaign. Yep. Mitchy Pateman on nice map. If this, if it doesn't run your race here, it's in big trouble. The fourth favourite, I've got fifty to one in secret statue. So for me, it's like, whoa, this is poor, 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 poor. So I looked a little bit further afield, and I've seen you've got it for second in your leg up as well at a price. So we might be agreeing on one here, which we can speculate on. Um, that's Crescent City. Stewards report missed it last start, and I yep. love you know I love when a stewards report missed a horse. So. Felt um, under Christy Bennett, it started a hit of straps with maybe 300 to go, went up the back of something or other. Um, I think it, in the end it was beaten five I think lengths. it was actually following God has Chosen. It was, and yeah. it tried to get off. Yeah, yeah. it might have. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And so, we all, yeah, we all know yeah, what happened. Yeah, as Mark LeCroy would say, well, <laughs> what happened next, people? Um, and, um, yeah, I think if, if it doesn't get chopped out there, it probably is beaten two lengths La Farola, and that's yeah. going to be – the form for this race, um, I'd suggest. So up to the 1,400 metres. Um, they've always had a big opinion. This horse has always started really well in the market mm. for Grant and Alana. Um, Cash is on, which is gets him down to 56. But the map looks really nice. You've got the great one, um, No Surrender, and Peppy Jack will settle in your first three. But it's possibly this lands in the 1-1 almost yep. um, in an ideal world. And, and the fact this can get further, you want Cash off and going. Um, as they turn, you don't want it held up and going from there. But um, yeah, sent enough from Crescent City um, to suggest that it can run us a race. And I've got it a six dollars second favorite, so it's currently fourteen dollars. Um, really? So okay. yeah, fourteens and fours, so fourteen dollars each way. I was um, six fifty. There you go. Mm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So it's um, each way all day for me. I, I look. I, Speed Dream should be very hard to beat. I've marked it a clear favorite. I just. I if I'm hopping into what price is that now three bucks. If I'm hopping into one at three, if I'm hopping into one at three dollars, I yeah I, I want to feel a bit more reliability about the trainer jockey combo at times. If yeah. that makes um if that makes sense. If if this was a Cerise and White runner, I'd I'd probably take three bucks and a half. Steaming in, yeah. So uh, I was three twenty five Speed Dream on top. I got well, yeah, very I similar mean, markets. I mean, we? if you've what if, are your secret statue? Thousand um, one. No, I wasn't as bold as you. Uh, I was, uh, what did I do, secret statue? 11s. Okay. Yeah. What is he? Eight. Yeah. Um, only because it's a super thin race. I think I had New Amsterdam. So yeah. trying, to, trying, to, trying to find a spot in the market for New Amsterdam who's coming out of a Northern Class 3. It's just one of those races. But in isolation, you take Speed Dream, runs a terrific second to Secret Plan, then runs fourth to Pure Devotion, Big Screen, then runs that second, was second to Big Screen. That was that day, but that, that was, was a mile, 12 to 16. 12 mile, 12 mile, yeah. And then the other day, the uh, went back from 12, 
Jason Whiting had to just take his medicine, angle through, cut through, try to make something out of nothing and hit the line really good. This is D-Day for Speed Dream. The race is set up perfectly. He's got the gate to land midfield, uh, off the fence, out of trouble. Jay Whiting just needs to keep this fellow rolling into the race and I think Speed Dream should just be able to work them over late. But I'll be also be having something on Crescent City. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, BJ. Speed Dream should... Should, yeah, should the key word should be winning. Um, but yeah, I'm happy if it starts shorter and we get an each way price yeah. Crescent City, so that's the way I'll go. Each way Crescent City wouldn't begrudge anyone backing Speed Dream, though. Race seven, Morley Growers Market Handicap 1200 meters ratings 66 plus. Interesting little race, this. I mean, Island Charm's the fave, but it's it's racing super, but it's got another sticky draw to contend with. But but, but, double but, uh, has the top jock, Chris Parnham, on board to try and uh, overcome the, uh, the awkwardness of gate 10. The awkwardness. Yes. Potential awkwardness. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly right. Uh, showing more gate speed this campaign, Island Charm, than in, in past campaigns. But tough, interesting, do you reckon charge leads? Yeah, right. Do you reckon charge leads or do you reckon Zephyr Queen will, will kick up and hold them out? Um, Agent J's been struggling for that really good early speed, so I don't know if it can. What about Vina Votz? Uh, I think a over a thousand. Yeah, I, I think they might be happy just parking. If um, Winner Waltz doesn't lead, then Charge crashes across. I think. Yeah, if, if Charge gets to the fence, fast the other day. yeah, it did. Yeah, if Charge gets to the fence with um, without much hassle over the um, over that journey, it'd be hard to beat. I I am just from that gate. Uh, with the extra weight, allowing for it to have to work too hard. And yep. it's a tell on it late. So and, rises, um, rises six kilos from the last up third behind Triple yeah, Missile. Where but it's fair they enough. Ran, they ran 108. Horses uh, like Resort Man leveled up to it and it kicked, kicked Yeah, it was clear a good performance. So I actually had a really good bet on charge um, on that particular day when it got out to 50, 60 to 1 after Mervyn because Mervyn came out. Yeah. So obviously we didn't even talk about it in the podcast. Right. It wasn't worth discussing. And, um, yeah, I didn't back it each way. Not that smart, but um, – <laughs> Yeah, it was a uh, – gave me a sight for my money at a price. Um, a little bit of a thrill, didn't it? Yeah, it gave me a thrill until, until I realised th- – I actually had three bets in that race. I had Secret Plan at 280, which started $1.90. I backed Litocracy the place at 450, which started 270 yeah. And I backed Charge at 60 to 1. And um, I didn't days. I didn't get a Razu back. <laughs> did not get a cent back. Punted, so. well, punted well, though. <laughs> punted well. You love that, don't you? <laughs> punted well. Jeez. Listen to this, BJ. How many, how many messages you get to start with that? Um, <laughs> deserve, deserve, deserve better. Um, yeah, I've, I've got a real clear top two in my market. It's the same as your two. It looks like in Island Charm and Jedi of Mind. Mm. Um, Jedi of Mind, really impressive. Three-year-old form lines, blah, blah, blah. Trial couldn't have been better without the winkers on. Um, I am going for the other one. I'm going for Island Charm. And the main reason is just the Brett Pope yard at the moment, the form. Just a, just a slight query. Also, I don't think at this stage of the day it's the worst thing to be drawn wide, where Island Charm's going to be. Well, yeah. Jedi Mind, if it's on the back of charge and it's given a kick and shaking off Agent J or Wiener Waltz or Zephyr Queen, then that's, that is position A and suddenly maybe it's advantage Jedi Mind. But yeah. um, look, I just think with the speed coming across from wide, I, I think Chris Parnell will be able to find a spot midfield here. And he sat deep last start, run third to Laferola, got his chosen. Previous start, he's in the three-wide line um, and Written Matters just grabbed him on the post and they've sort of cleared out to third. They've then cleared out to fourth. Yeah. There was big gaps. like They were just better than it. So 
Um, yeah, Roy Rogers is becoming a, a trainer I don't mind trusting as well at the moment. He's, he, he brings one to town that's in the market. They tend to run as they should. Um, Pretty good formal prep. Hot Z, Angelic Miss, Written Matter. Mate, there's Roller there's, there's nothing wrong with this. Yeah. I actually looked and go, how is this the bottom weight in this race? Yeah. Just, just on the surface, you know, sometimes you don't look at ratings or anything. Yeah. You just think like looking at all the animals in this. How is this the bottom weight? So, yeah, um, yeah I'm 295. So this is actually a good bet for me. Um, four bucks Island Charm and I'm, I'm $4 Jedi Mind. It's about four bucks at the moment. I, I know that's on my price, but I want to save. I okay. feel I feel good saving there. It's a bit boring, but I'd be surprised if if the winner's um, coming from any others in the race. Charge, Eel Ways, and Billy Ray are probably the, the dangers, I guess. What about our- King's authorities, yeah, never impossible. Billy Ray, never, our, never who, impossible. Uh, who am I? Yeah, Billy, it'll, yeah, it'll annoy me and win one of these at some stage, but- mm. um, yeah, I think it's going to be behind Jedi Mind and Island Charm should be off and going beforehand. So Yeah, I agree with – I mean, if full agreements with you, Terry, I've got oh. the narrowed it down to Island Charm and Jedi Mind as well. Island Charm with the race fitness and just, just the form around it. It's impeccable. Um, have a lot of time for Jedi Mind from gate one. Can sort of sl- get backish a bit, Jedi Mind, but Sean McGrady on might be able to counter that as well. Um, would I like to see Jedi Mind drawn off the fence? Perhaps, perhaps. So, but yeah, I think they're both nice horses. I think this is the day for Island Charm. I think she's uh, she's ready to win and uh, just uh, needs an ounce of luck from the sticky icky draw. It is a uh, Sean McGrady type of ride, though. Mm. There isn't anyone that, that rides much better from sort of like leaders back, get them into the race yeah. at the right time type thing. So, um, yeah, would like to see him maybe get into come a little bit closer a little bit earlier yesterday, though, BJ, but that's just. Just nitpicking. Just nitpicking. Exactly right. <laughs> All right. The feature race of the day, the GA. Uh, GA Perry. We're very, very merry. Towson oh, Cup. Um, Leicester race. This is this is a good little race, actually. It's King, nice. George, King George Town. Absolute pioneer of WA racing. Won about 100 Perth Cups back in the day. Oh, there you go. Um, I'm not 106, so I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> BJ, most people are going to be um, – Marrying up for one of the three some white runners. I guess before we do that, we'll do a, a quick speed map. You'd expect Traffic Force to kick through and lead uh, from barrier one. Who's the other speed horse? I forgot. Juicing Carrots. Juicing Carrots will work across. I don't think they'll be desperate. I think no. they'll be happy with the breeze. Um, if they can get there, they might end up being deep. Some days Juicing Carrots doesn't go quick early. Yep. Black Shadow, Marachano look like your leaders back one, one type yep. horses. And yep. they look your first four in running. Um, timing and run correctly for Black Shadow or Marachino could be almost a winning move yep. with the right jockeys. I love the placement. I know they're getting the points with Black Shadow here. But they, they're probably weighted up. You got they're getting, well, they're getting 72,500. So you're getting the points for two wins, which is eight points. Yep. It would You'd get eight points usually. If you win this, what are they, an 81? So yep. they're going to get nine, four, 13. So they're getting five extra. They're costing themselves one win, but they're getting a listed win and they're Getting themselves a well, they're going to get a Perth Cup start anyway. Yeah. I like this, as but he's a seven-year-old, so like if exactly he's, right. he's in, exactly he's right. flying. Yep. So this is Perth Cup time. Uh, exactly so. right. I like yeah. I like this as placement. So it's um yeah, really nice spot for Black Shadow. Um, but I'm really keen on pure devotion here, BJ. I think it is um a near good thing. Um, I I narrowed it down to it and Midnight Blue at the pointy end of my market, but I've got Midnight Blue. With the speed in this race, it's really interesting. And this is one of those deep dive speed maps, Beach. So we've got those first four we just mentioned. You yeah. then got Bella's Idol in three. Bad Wolf hit, well, Bad Wolf in, in six, Taxagano in seven. They're two that I reckon definitely, watching their last few starts, they're way quicker than Midnight Blue first 100. So they get across. So at best, Midnight Blue is probably 
in sort of seventh and eighth yep. alongside Bella's Idol. That's where I've got it. Um, from there, you've got Pure Devotion in 10, drawn directly underneath is Telling We're Coming, Divine Shadow. It's quicker than those two. It probably pops across and lands within a length of um, Midnight, Midnight Blue. Blue in the run. Midnight Blue for me is an out and out stayer, one pace stayer. I still think Midnight Blue is a little bit overrated by the market. I know it's winning a lot of races and blah, blah, blah. But I think if they're springing together with Pure Devotion with 54, there's there's only well, there's only one winner in that sense in my mind. And um, I don't think Pure Devotion will just win this, but I think the Perth Cup's in its grasp. I think it'll be very hard to beat in the Perth mm. Cup too. So Pure Devotion to win this and Pure Devotion to win the Perth Cup in 3 Question. If oh. Midnight Blue was William Pike, would you be would that be impacting your decision making? Uh, I'd get a better price for Pure Devotion. Yeah. Uh, very interesting though. So if Pikey opted for Midnight Blue over Pure Devotion, right? Do you reckon yeah. they put Carberry on the number one here? Because but Carberry's had experience of riding Midnight Blue in the past. That's true. So and yeah. but Carberry's riding Billy Ray. Carberry's riding obviously Regal Power last week. So I reckon that yeah. I don't know. Maybe he is the number yeah, two at yeah. the moment. So, um, yeah, I think they think Midnight Blue is the number one seed. Yep. Mm. Uh, very much so. But, uh, no, it wouldn't change it a huge okay. amount because I think it would end up in the same spot in running. Um, and the thing I want to see with Midnight Blue is often going at the six or rolling into it. If, if they sprint together or the, if Pure Devotion's a length off it with a, with the 54, it's it's a type of mare that the, the low weight's so key for, I reckon. like to. I know it's last web of 60 aesthetically wasn't all that pleasing but no, it was, it was carrying win. 60 it was kegs win. you know yeah, yeah. it's a bit, so, bit of stop start too had to quick yeah end. like, like yeah. just looking at like very quick looking at pure devotions last sort of six runs Rage. it's so this campaign it's won its last three yep. um nice steers um slow speed when it got past Small big field. screen that day yeah. it was good yeah. um jet stanley apprentices cut before the first up i reckon it just about would have won that race if it got clear and late. That's up for debate. But that was 1,400 metres. It was a great run nonetheless. Um, and then you go back to it's it's in the Oaks. That was a funny one. Did it peak at the 2,400 when Lunar Impact came back? That's a funny one. Before that, it was stiff not to beat Saleo and Kira maybe just took a stride too long to get going um, and then got held up in the 1,000 guineas over the 1,800 and probably should have won that race yeah. too. So yes. I think Pure Devotion's a, a proper horse and um, – yeah, pure devotion for me. That's why I'm going. And I'm not. Ha- I'm not having a. I'm genuinely. I reckon it drifts. So I haven't had a cent on. I reckon that I'm surprised that Midnight Blue is not favourite. I reckon they'll start about the same price. So I reckon wait for bet fair and we'll see three fifty to four bucks. I'm That's mid- what I reckon. I'm Midnight Blue. Oh yeah, I think he's more seasoned. I think his his timing is right. I actually believe like you're talking about. He was super first up with weight. Got held up eighteen hundred meters. Then his Ascot Gold Cup win, where they ran super fast time for the eighteen hundred meters. It was all set up for him, and he got the job done. That was uh, authoritative. And then in the Tats Cup, he was sort of. We spoke about it on the show, like they from gate nine, they might just go. We were both. Do you know what we both were? Mugs. Pisswork. Yeah. We basically discussed why it was going to be so hard to win, why it was going to be under the odds, and why it wasn't important that it won. Do you know what I mean? hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not worried about that loss. As yeah, a, I'm not giving yeah. it any negative for so loss. The the um, some may look at him and Midnight Blue and Stafford's lad going to the line, so that Stafford's lad uh, got the better of Midnight Blue late. But you got to remember, in running, Midnight Blue was four lengths behind Stafford's lad, so it's mm. had to make up that ground uh, in in running in the in the Tats Cup. Otherwise, it was it was a JRA. It was called on the day anyway, JRA Cup. Um, and then Min- so Midnight Blues had to sustain such a long run. I reckon that that run is perfect platform launching into this race and then launching into the, the Perth Cup. So Midnight Blue, I mean, huge respect for, for pure devotion, but I think that 
this is this is Midnight Blue's time as a five year old. He's um, Paddy Carberry, wind him up, get him working through his gears, let him show his staying capabilities, his stoutness, and I think Midnight Blue is going to be able to hold off pure devotion. There's a big chance Midnight Blue ends up back on the fence here. You reckon? Well, yeah. well just for, because you've got underneath you, you've got Trap for Fools, Black Shadow. They're both in front of you without doubt. Yeah. That's probably leader leaders back. And then you've got Bella's Ida, who can begin reasonably well on its day. So um, it just I think the main thing is you just got to almost watch Bella's Idol and say, I'm yeah. staying on your outside. You're on the fence. I'm yeah. one off. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, cracking race, really, this is such a big tell for and the even, even like, Do you know who we're Even like Maritino. Just going to say, yeah. I think, like – I'm always just sitting here thinking, are we really underrating Marachino? Do you know how well it's okay, in here? Yeah. Because what, what it goes price? from 87 plus to yeah. a 90 plus. So it only makes these like half a kilo worse yeah. for that victory. Yeah. Like it's such good place. But it's going to land on the back of it's like one, 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 one yeah, yeah, but that's the problem though, Veg, because juicing carrots, say it's gone at the six. You're out. You're flushed a long way from home. Yeah, that's you're, my. You're that's th- my. You're three wide line hoping it doesn't. Yeah, uh, fall that, that's my. Concern. Yeah. And then you got a, a trap for fools who looks a long way below his best. So I'm started starting to think. Well, do we do we want to be right? Like, is is the spot black? He might get left in, front, left in front of the six hundred sort of thing. That's the thing. Yeah, and yeah. It could turn into a race where you want to be off speed, yeah. and that's when we see midnight blue. Regardless, though, he's a he's Dick a good Dick, horse. Dick Dick come down the outside. I haven't ever mentioned him, BJ. Come on, I was going to let you do it. Well, I've no chance. You're over to, it now. I've no chance. <laughs> get, get squeezed I've got, in. I've got big date fatigue. <laughs> I've no chance, but we got, we can't. Uh, two great stories: the fact that the guru's got a runner in the. That's an old call it a great story. It's a good story. It's just a good story. Yeah, good. It's, it's, it's okay. It's actually no, it's not. It's not. It's, it's, it's a, just a. It's just a story. Yeah, it's just a story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. So don't don't ruin it for me, mate. Yeah. But the other thing is Ben Kennedy. Comeback yeah. Kennedy, he is uh, he's recently returned after an absence. Always been well. always been a top jock in the making, Ben Kennedy. And um, now he's got his weight down again. He's been welcomed back into the fold. And uh, the Pierce brothers have thrown him a bone. And the guru has said, whack him on. BK in the big one. BK, I yeah. like it. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's returned pretty well. He's he's travelling far and wide to get his rides and double at Esperance on uh, yep, Sunday. Yep, double at Esperance. Uh, I think it's just about. Um, Time in the saddle, more rides. And yep. Ben Kennedy Rips. is, a, for those who are very new to WA racing, or uh, uh, Ben's a, a really good jockey. Yeah, he's a good jockey. Um, I yeah. always have there a lot was one of faith year. One him. year he was he was didn't get a lot of rides. He got enough rides, but he was riding. I think he was heavy. He was riding yeah. at like twenty percent. He was a yeah, dynamite just, strike rate winner. Jockey. Yeah, on yeah. pace, off pace. Yeah, yeah, you had a lot of trust in Ben Kennedy. Wrote so. for big stables as well. They had a lot of faith in him, and uh, the Pierce brothers are uh, showing some uh, 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 some continued faith in Ben Kennedy. He's only a young man too, so just remember that he's uh, got a lot of riding left and a lot mm. of. A lot and of Clint Johnson so. Porter actually wanted to ride dig deep over pure devotion, um, but we. Um, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> I, just, I tried to keep a straight face there, um, but yeah, no. Looking forward. This is a, a tough steer. Uh, from the gate, but um, look, I I'd be happy if we stay back to last and um, and we see if just see if he wants to stay. This is this is it now. I, I personally don't think Dig Deep stays. That's that's my uh, overwhelming feeling. But I understand with the lads that we're a ninety seven raider. We're probably not going to win too many more races at fourteen sixteen hundred. We're in that platoon sort of difficult rating. So they're thinking let's give him a little go after we've had our grand finals, which was the Hannon's Northern Railway. That was our little treble. Um, Let's give him a go at the stage. If he lose? can stay, we've got something. Then we wow, we've got another win or two in us. Yeah, otherwise, well, you've got Pinjero Cups, Zombie Cups. Got, otherwise, got, he's probably got to go east. Or you got Cowboy Cups? That'd be something. Yeah, exactly. Right. Oh yeah, that'd be something. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave him up there for so, the round. I'll yeah, train last him. last week we raced each other home for a can of coke. Yeah, which I won. Just who, who was that? I was kiss on all four chicks versus notorious one. Ah, bullshit. Double or nothing. I'm midnight, uh, midnight blue. Done. 
And you are pure devotion. Oh, pure devotion. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. yeah, All right. Done. I like it. That is Town Cup done, heading towards the Perth Cup on New Year's Day, which is a sad day, which is going to be an absolute belter, just quietly. Do you realise that is the Perth Cup? It's just 200 metres less. Plus or minus, Nerf Box, Bosk, Platoon. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Too close to Sun. No, no, no. Sorry. I I shouldn't. Yep. Too close to Sun, Nerf Bosk in particular. Yeah, sorry. Those two definitely deserve mention. Nerf Bosk was huge in the Kingston Town. Yeah. Interesting. If last bit, if it might be wise for distinct racing to put, regardless of how Trappy's old trap's going, I think he's he's got. A yeah, couple. I understand what you're saying. Going to the Perth Cup, top weight. This is something that Bob. This is Bob's kind of thinking. Where does that? How does how does that help? Um, I would actually don't. I think. I think too, what's too close to the sun? What's they're not he? far off. I think they're 105. All oh, right, so there's not that much mm-hmm. difference no. between. But if it, if it if it's and a trapper di- after say trapper dies in the ass here, it probably goes down to 105. Probably loses two points. So they're probably the same rating. Yeah, I thought so, for some reason I thought too close was more like 100, but he's better than that, isn't no, he? He carried yeah. 55 in the railway. Yeah. Uh, might be 100. So you just yeah. got to work out who's going to be top weight in the cup, and that that's going to be interesting because it brings the bottom weights right into it because they've got that big. Well, spread. the big the big beneficiary of this is dig deep um, because as we said, we had to carry the top weight because of the 87 plus. The fact it's been moved to a 90 and Marichina and Mar- Mar- yeah. The fact it's been moved to a 90 plus um, here, like we meet. Uh, pure devotion, a kilo and a half better. We made all those ones. Well, a lot of them meet them a kilo and a half better, but it's definitely suitable for us. So uh, we were happy to see Trap Fools and Rose. Very good. All right. All right, BJ. It is time for a very difficult looking get out stakes. S T E. A K S. I actually I actually forgot that time. Pause. Uh, Pause. Proudly. Proudly. <laughs> proudly brought to us by uh, who, BJ? Market City Meats, of course, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. You can find them out at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, Timmy's team run a uh, they run the show out there at Market City Meats. Swing past, say hello, let Timmy know that you listened to the one one, and he'll uh, knock off a few dollars here and there for you. No doubt about that. Congratulations to episode one hundred and five, Get Out Stakes champion Lockie Dennis. He- Walker. Flash Block Dennis, Flash Gordon. Oh, where Flash. am I getting Block Dennis from? Uh, I think that's his nickname. Block. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, likes, a, likes a block or two. Mm. Uh, Lockie Dennis. That's his second Get Out Stakes victory in the last few weeks, actually. So mm. good on you, Lockie. Um, now he uh, he was nearest the pin with the memorable miss selection. Uh, there was there was one or two entrants who were very very stiff. I think one of them might have been Dan McClure, actually, friend of the show. Mm. He uh, he's he's a professional place getter when it comes to the, <laughs> the get out stakes. Is Dan, but uh, surely he's uh, he's overdue for a victory. So Dan McClure, look out for his get out stakes selection. But once again, congratulations to Lockie Dennis. So now this week's get out stakes, as Terry said, a very difficult challenge indeed. Race nine, Ascot on Saturday. Let us know who you think will win on Twitter at the one one pod. Decimal winning margin, two decimal places are our preference. Someone put in a um, fractional margin last week, and Deccan, uh, was it Deccan Jr. <laughs> it was very upsetting. So remember, never forget the Sam White rule, Guru. First in, best dressed. Race okay. nine is the Ballast Racing Stables handicap, eighteen hundred meters. Now, I'll be very interested to we we'll say it at the at the at the same time. What price was your favourite? Three, two, one, five fifty. Yeah, I was four twenty. Five fifty, man. Yeah, I was five fifty. The field. I, I was probably a bit short though. Um, was your favourite Karanis by any state? No, 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 no. My favourite was the horse that looks most suited going up to eighteen hundred metres. First of all, 
as I alluded to before, forgetting Diplomatic Express, who's a million to one, they've all got between 57 and a half before claims and 60 kilos. So I wouldn't be as perturbed about um, Holy Enchantment's the one I've got on top. Up to the 1800, it's... It just makes the most sense, you know. Barrier thirteen. I'm not. I'm not taking the four six. You don't get me wrong. It's just. It was a very unconfident market here, BJ. But um, yeah, it was a power of deduction type of thing. I got truly reliable. Who I've seen you've uh, you're about to talk about um, as my second elect. Um, yeah, Bragwell third in line. I'm, I'm a query on Bragwell at a mile, let alone eighteen hundred. But maps a dream. Decoy Noxious is my fourth favourite. Decoy Noxious. Mainly because of Bradwell Willer. It performs best with Bradwell Willer on board. It maps really softly. But if I've got Decoy Noxious fourth favourite, BJ, dearie, dearie me. Dearie, dearie, dearie me. Karanis loses cash in the claim. That worries me. Yeah, immensely. that was tough. Wasn't that it? loses. Yeah. That, if you put cash on there, it's probably, it's just about the goer. So tough last week and a day when nothing. Um, on speed and, and finally gets the 18 yeah finally gets exactly right is, is but in saying one. that it, it yeah watch for a scratching if, if you see Castillo de Lago came out it's probably favourite um, it really is so um, yeah and then how, how much do you forgive Brave Angel off we go I was on last start that was poor that was just so poor last start. So, it was like nines to five or nines to fours and it just plotted to the line. Um, plus, Holy Enchantment, when they've raced each other in the three-year-old race, has always been better of the pair of them. So not not on we go? No, nah, not on we go. Yeah. It'll probably win near that I'm off. Off we go, on it goes. Um, we Ripper runs, it's a bit sporadic on its day. It runs a big enough race. <laughs> Kerman Rock's a horse that can fluctuate its form massively. It's one yeah. that I'm expecting to run a big race at 30, Com- 40 to one. Complete forgive run first yep, start. 100%. Like just... Fort Jade the whole way was wide. No I, they might be, I reckon Harvey might be semi-aggressive yeah. from nine and look yeah. for a spot in the first five or six. But um, no, nah, you can find the winner here, Beach. Holy Enchantment for me. I'm 420 Holy Enchantment, $8 truly reliable second favourite. So it's it's clear who I've got on top. But, I, yeah, Jesus Christ, 60 kilos, the one of the widest gates. For a horse who I don't think is going at its very best. But in saying that, because you know it had the trial and a break, yep. it's now got some continuity. It was yep. a run, 14 days run, and now another 14 days. So it's got continuity. Yep. And it's The two horses in this best suited up to 1,800, a holy enchantment and, and truly reliable. So if there's enough speed on, they're stopping. They're the two down the outside, I'd expect. How's SJ's yard going? Battling, yeah, aren't they? Fair. It's fair. Yeah, Tommy Outburst really disappointing. That sticks in my mind. Agent J isn't rolling. Um, Outback Jack, um, we thought, was going to be a nice horse. He hasn't quite. Yep. So SJ's last win was Magnificent Andy. He doesn't have many runners to take the truth. Magnificent Andy at Northern on uh, October 20. Um, so, yeah, bit, bit, been a bit of a light start to the season for SJ. But, yeah, uh, I narrowed it down to those two as well, Terry, but I've gone the reverse, truly reliable on top. I get a feeling I'm one run too soon with truly reliable, but really like this horse. This has been a good get for Ray Vincent and his uh, his crew of owners there. Uh, this is an ex-Peters horse, I'm pretty sure, truly reliable. Uh, dispersal sale purchase, four-year-old, excellent third in the Aquanita, then just got pipped on the line by Baronova in the Belmont Classic. So got some, um, and, and that was when he's, he's just sort of learning, learning the caper. First up run, in uh, over 1,400 metres was really strong to the line behind Beret and then ran one of the better 200s of the day, last 200s of the day rather, behind God Has Chosen over 14. So it's gone 14, 14, ready for 18. Shelby Botel needs has got a couple of decisions to make early in the race from the draw, but if she can just find cover three wide, she just goes. Yeah, the draw. Yeah. It, it's a good price draw, like yeah. we said about Graceful Girl on the winter yeah. bottom, because yeah. she goes back anyway. Yeah. You prefer to draw, to be honest, you prefer to draw 10 or what's she got? 
Uh, 12. 12. Yeah. prefer to do 12. So while the enchantment might even come across, I might be able to get, it, get its back. So um, if they don't go completely back. Either, regardless, I think Truly Reliable was a, a handy, more than handy stayer in the making. Only a four-year-old is going to get better with racing. As I said, I think it might be one run short, but I'm still happy to play. Truly, in, is, a, in a wide If you are one run short, who's going to be you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a nightmare. Yeah, oh, that's the thing. Yeah, but that's why it's it's for me. It's truly reliable. Holy enchantment. Four year olds on the way up. Uh, look, both both looking for looking for the eighteen now. Um, practice you'll, you'll forgive, learn, you'll practice learn forgiveness your, with Brave Angel and you learn your meat this week. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, truly reliable gets the nod for me. What price is truly reliable, Terry? Uh, about seven eight bucks, I think. Okay. Uh, 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 truly reliable, seven fifty eight dollars across the board. Holy enchantment, about four sixty. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, where where does the market gravitate to? Does it just gravitate to holy? It's a horse yeah. that the market has gravitated to in the past a bit. Holy enchantment. So, is that where the market just simply pushes itself to? Does it come at Bragwell and forget about the eighteen hundred? Just come at the seven days. Forget about last start. Does it come? At, yeah. Does it come at potential potential leader? Say Castillo de Lago does come out again, and does it come at Caranas because mm. it's the one that's going to roll forward? Um. Oh dear. Oh dearie me, BJ. Yeah. It looks tough. It looks tough. Truly, looks tough. truly reliable for me. All right, I'll go with Holy Enchantment without a huge amount. It's a fail in Holy Enchantment as well. I'm saying, well, I'll wait and see what happens on Betfair. I think it's probably the one. Well, yeah. So it's almost like, well, do you take the 460? Like, There's better spots to go at 460. Jesus, Maiden's about to jump at 460 in the first at Jero. That's more interest. Um, All right. Okay. Let's take a break. We'll come back with our best mad oh, yeah. and lace. Okay, punters, we are back with our Betfair best betting propositions of the day. Perth Racing Guru, what have you got? I'm going to go for, and this really is a Betfair best, because I reckon we hold all off till Betfair, and I reckon I'm going to see something closer to $4, pure devotion. I'm really confident pure devotion gets the job done. Lots of shorties on the card. They're all around $1.62. Bucks. Yeah. I always like to avoid those because they're not the best bet. They're just a low return likelihood. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with pure devotion. Race eight. Same thought process. I'm going to st- uh, obviously steer away from the... Uh the shorties, i.e. God has chosen and pro consent. And I reckon my Betfair best, similar to Terry, I think it might squeeze out a bit in the market too, is race two, number one, he's a sizzler. He's a sizzler. Oh, I yeah. like that. That yeah. is good. There is a bit of, well, I don't like it. Yeah, you don't I like, like the, it one uh, bit. No, I like exactly. I like that. <laughs> well, not one bit. I like the thought process. Uh, uh, my lay of the day is, who did I say earlier? Dom to shoot. Uh, Dom to shoot at the four yeah. bucks. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I've got it significantly longer, BJ. Yeah, I'm with you there. Dom to shoot and uh, madness. 20, 20 to one, twenty one dollars plus. Look, I think pro recording. consent is what I genuinely think is the best probably winning chance of the day. Which we get on pace day. Harry Thomas at thirty ones and five six bucks a hole. Yep. Harry Thomas is my maddie. Yeah, good run. My maddie. This horse is flying. I can't believe how well the stable's done with this this horse, Stafford's lad. He's uh, twenty one dollars mm. in the Town Cup. We'll have to get back to last, but look out for him running on. And uh, he's just. He's going super. So Safa's that just my Maddie. Before I throw to the guru to take us out, big shout out to Darren McCauley, mm. the uh, the voice of our Would you generation get him on as well. Yeah, I think we should get him on. Uh, forty years he celebrated. Forty years um, calling races in the industry uh, last Saturday, I believe. So congratulations to Darren. Uh, v- 
what a professional, what a star, and I don't, I don't think I've known anything other than um, than Darren McCauley in my time in racing as as the voice of uh, West Australian thoroughbred horse racing. Uh, very well said, BJ's. Uh, yeah, always been a star, and uh, hopefully is a star for a lot longer to come. Anyway, the first Jerry's about to jump. I need to get on. Thank you to Brennan Fryans. You are a uh, absolute. <laughs> I said his name, last name wrong, but that's fine. It's a difficult name. Um, yeah, thanks, looking forward. Brennan. We're going to get some uh, some good guests in coming weeks. But um, oh, and one one team. In the uh, one one team, one yes. one team in the uh, own the dream competition. One one team own the dream. More information on our Twitter feed. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right, and until next week on the one one. Mm-hmm.